Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Dipshits coming at you from the Recycle Garage. <laughs> sunny Santa Cruz, California. Full house tonight. Oh, shit. Yeah. You got me on that one, Nod. Not right. <laughs> Told you. In the house tonight, we got a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Nock. I'm uh, my, my co-host. I'm a darling. And in the studio tonight, we have Kat. Meow. Justin. Hey. Liza. Howdy. Back uh, from Yosemite. That's right. Yeah. We're going to talk about yes, that a little is. bit later, yeah? Yeah. All right. Bagel. Uh, running cool. Pretty girl couch. Yeah. Pretty girl couch we have. Brendan. Breaking bones. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Wolverine now. You got like like metal in your back parts. Right? By Very the cool. way, you know, I thought of you on the way home because mm. the train gate is broken. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn, son. Uh, and I am scumbag number three. Uh, that's that's <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> say, say hi to yourself. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Bex. <laughs> hi to yourself. Uh, Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. Mr. Michael. Little Mac bad idea, what, what? <laughs> Henry. Hey, what's up? That's and Henry 3000. And Electric Terry himself. GFE, go fucking electric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, that's the show. Good night. Bye. No, we, I mean, we got a lot of stuff to get through. To, lots Dude. of stuff. It's yeah. a cornucopia of shite. <laughs> oh, no, we just had a good talk, I think. <laughs> no, it, no, really. So what I want to start with, what we did today, but we're going to be more specific than that. And we did a lot of stuff today, but the first person I want to talk to and about, Cat. Oh, I did some shit. Oh, you did. You <laughs> done. Air filters being poked. Ooh. Yeah, you uh, done. Did it, being cat. punctured. Tell us all about it. Octane Alan. boosters being dumped into things. Yeah. Ooh. So I have been working on this Ninja 250 for quite a while, and yes, I've been you updating have. the saga on the podcast. Laughing yeah. gas. As y'all know, I took about 35 pounds off the Ninja, um, which is already a light bike to start with, but it is now even lighter. Um, I also may or may not have. I definitely did add a nitrous kit today. <laughs> um, I've been looking at these microburst nitrous kits um, for a while and been seesawing back and forth as to whether or not I actually wanted to do it. And then at like two in the morning on a Monday night, I woke up and bought it. <laughs> That's usually when inspiration strikes and you're like, I can't go to sleep. I got to buy that nitrous it kit came, right now. It came to her in a dream. Um, so it... I don't know if y'all know how nitrous works, but I'm gonna I'm gonna school you on some shit that I only learned about two hours ago. So <laughs> sit down and hang on. Um, so nitrous is actually not combustible. Um, it's a it's a, like an additive. So it around like 574 I think degrees. Um, it splits into two. Uh, two parts of two oxygen. parts oxygen. Yeah, and that increases your engine's ability to combust more fuel so it's like it's it doesn't actually combust itself but it gives the opportunity for more fuel to be sucked in and blown <laughs> um well so nit nitrous works the atmospheric uh oxygen percentage is 21 percent, and when you put nitrous in it raises it to 36 percent right 
And so 36% uh, it basically gives you about 50 to 75% more power ability as long as you match mm-hmm. it with fuel. With fuel. You've yeah. got you to have the hydrocarbons there to meet up with the oxygen. Now, if on a slightly smaller scale than this, there was a phenomenon, a phenomenon back in the day um, when we all had carbureted bikes. We'd ride to the pub on a Friday night and riding home, our bikes were a lot quicker. Like a lot quicker, <laughs> and the reason being, I thought it was the beer, but it you wasn't. You were drunk. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's because of the oxygen in the damp air, so yeah. it's working on the same principle. So, cat, mm-hmm. that's basically how it works. So, back to your bike, though. Okay, so I got this specifically microburst nitrous system. It's it's an aerosolized nitrous. It's not a it's not a wet injection kit. It's mm. a mist kit. Um, so you can watch it go through this clear line when you hit when you hit the big red go button. Um, it's like, it's like, a, like a like a white mist that goes through the. Tube. Yeah, and so it, okay. it it's not whipped cream. You didn't put a whipped cream. It's thing like in there. a whipped, oh. it's like a whipped cream canister. Um, <laughs> so it's yeah, it's pretty cool. And so I hooked this thing up and and tested it on private property. <laughs> <laughs> you have a really fucking long driveway dude yeah yeah close yep. course professional driver it's mm-hmm. dangerous too there's all kinds of rocks so the yeah. big question cat <laughs> the big question is did you feel it i did um <laughs> did it move you it did did it feel like a ninja 300 uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit this it took it from 28 horsepower to like 36 it's like so, you think a ninja 250 has 28 horsepower i'm actually <laughs> like moderately impressed and i think that the reason why is it affected it as much as it did is just the sheer amount of weight that that bike does not right. have on it compared to stock uh, bikes. Hmm. So uh, I I shed. Cat's I, Cat's got no ass on her bike. It's no, all been cut off. Oh, I was like, I got a lot of ass on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I bring enough for both of us. Bring your own ass. So I I as I didn't really weigh everything, but uh, like a very conservative calculation is that i shed about 30 to 40 pounds off of it i would say that is really very conservative was that 30 pounds of shit when you uh tried this out does that yeah it just it came out all at once (laughs) (laughs) i I can imagine no it was like a bike um, enema it was definitely a stressful moment or two when i was when i was getting ready the actually i was more stressed when i tried it on the pitbull stand because i just i was convinced that i was going to hit this big red go button and that my bike was just going to like Seize. <laughs> it was just gonna go like fuck you and like just and you also, grenade. You had like four or five of us too. I know like, everybody was standing you. there with their motherfucking cameras out, and I'm like, please don't. Okay, like, so like this button is that a momentary button? Like it doesn't dump all of the stuff. Yeah, right? it's, so it's a momentary switch, and it has uh, each canister has a uh, eight second pull um, that Damn. you are able to do. So wow. you hold down the button for as long as you want. It'll run out after eight seconds, and they've um, they've made it so that it's restricted flow. So if you want more, you drill out the restrictor. Congratulations, you just made your bike the same bike as on an Excite bike. I'm gonna drill out the restrictor. So I'm just curious. Now, how do you think this bike will stand up against a zero? Uh, it won't. <laughs> It'll be really nice to look at next to it. Are you gonna start? And then, and then at the next stoplight, they'll be like, wait. <laughs> is this is this going to be a, your street racing career? No, there okay. won't be any street racing. With Fuck! This. Yeah. I know. It's it's um it's a dumb bike. Yeah, it's a I track wanna, bike, right? There's a 250 class yeah, at Stockton. It's, 
it's Race like the shit a, out of it. um dude right now henry you couldn't wait. No, it's not me. Oh, it's, I'm sorry, Kat. That's me. <laughs> um, so, no, just leave it alone. Just give me a second yeah, to yeah. finish look, what I'm saying. Fi- um, pass the beer, Kat. So pass fucking, the beer. You're fucking distracting me, goddammit. <laughs> um, so, it's not going to be something that is used on the street because in California, nitrous oxide is illegal to have on your vehicle if it's hooked up. So, Nobody the canister. Nobody needs to know that. The, no, it does. The just, canister, if it's on your bike, is not illegal, but if it's hooked up, it is illegal. Hmm. Um, so, Dude, you have to take this thing in a dirt bag it's oh yeah this oh, a yeah. dirt bike bike if ever there was one so cat you hook the injection line up to your belt and when you get off the bike it pulls it out so whenever you get pulled over you just step off your bike real quick so <laughs> i i have a question about that um if it is hooked up and the canister which looks just like a whippet canister <laughs> is not punctured uh does that count as hooked up um it doesn't Ooh, ah, as long okay. as the valve as long as it's not an open like an open flow uh-huh. so like um if you have an actual nos canister and you have like a, a on off valve that you screw open mm-hmm. if um if the canister is not um accessed by that valve mm-hmm. and it's screwed open or closed it, it doesn't matter um mm-hmm. but it, if it is accessed even if it's closed it's it's still illegal so i got okay. a question about this why why would this be illegal like like liza let me look at you and uh jonathan a couple and uh you know bagel emissions we've got okay emissions <laughs> but the thing is actually it gives more oxygen to the bike so your it's, emissions should actually be better You'll okay, have less. Well, i have the I answer go. for this okay. um it's not a stable enough option um and when there's room to do it there's also room to overdo it and it's right. it's not a mm. um it's just not stable enough it's okay. not a consistent enough reaction and it's it's just dangerous. Okay, it's, but it's I don't not. understand stable. St- well, okay, I'll explain it, Terry. Because okay, okay. back in the eighties, I was running a wet nitrous system actually on the street, and you bad girl. I know, <laughs> you bad girl. On, on a GS eleven hundred as well. Oh, you're a bad and, girl. And the problem is with the wet system and. California's thrown the, the baby out with the bathwater because they're not differentiating. Wet, wet system, you're adding nitrous and adding fuel. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're and adding both. It's usually both. a direct shot of, of okay. like, it's not a mist, it's yeah. a direct shot. It's a direct yeah. shot right into the intake. It's mm-hmm. not into the air filter. It's not behind right. the carburation, yeah. it's in front. Mm-hmm. And when you hit that button, it's a timed button. Right. And you need to be absolutely cocksure you've got a clear straight piece mm-hmm. of road in front of you <laughs> yeah. there's no because stopping. there's no stopping it right and the wow. truth is so you hit the button you've got a nice straight piece of road in front of you you hit the button your your brake horsepower goes from you know probably my gs at about 95 at the wheel is running about 112 at the crank so it's about 95 at the wheel so it, in effect you're giving it about 40 50 more horsepower like that Right. So your head goes straight in your asshole. Right. So you need to be <laughs> cocksure. And so you hit the button, and then some clown pulls out in front of you in a panel van. And yeah. the what are you it's do? not really a wet nitro system. Really, isn't for the street. Well, I can see where it's the wet, not the wet nitro yeah. system in California. I can see where emissions might be an issue because you're dumping hydrocarbons in there that are just going to blow out. And you know, it's just the plain danger but, of it. But but on a Ninja 250, you're you're going from like zero to sixty in twenty seconds to like <laughs> zero to sixty in like seventeen. So you know, I'm just kidding, cat. It's it's more like so, zero to sixty. In like I'm just trying to figure six, out what your question is. Well, so if it's if it's not 
not an emission. A his drop, question is, why can't not, he put one on his well, zero? It's not, <laughs> it's not an emissions issue as to why it's illegal. Because right, you're not adding fuel. fuel like, it's I Terry, Terry let's just stick with it's dangerous. Yeah. Yes. It's not. It's okay, but, not on, but not on a 250. No, you, All right, so like, what did you do to make this thing work? What was involved with uh, installing the, the kit? Drilling out the Canon air filters. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for the kit, it's a bolt-on kit. So basically okay. what you do is you get... Um, I got it from Sigma 6 Racing. Okay. Um, I also got my jet kit from them. They're, in my opinion, probably um, the best option if you have aftermarket uh, like alterations to your motorcycle. You buy their jet kit. You tell them exactly what elevation you're at um, yeah. and what alterations you have, and they send you two jets and whatever you need to do this jetting, and it's always just fucking dead tits on yeah because i saw the kit and it like fits in, like in a little tiny box i was like yep. what really that's a fucking yeah this, kit? this is this is all like, they do is they yeah. they give you aftermarket options for your bikes yeah um, i mean i think nitrous kits and i think like big tanks and fucking yeah. things that go into a car so, but like this is tiny yeah thing that's why i got the microburst nitrous is because i'm not looking for something that is like a whole bunch mm. um i don't i don't need to be doing 16 second bursts of nitrous that's like absolutely asinine well Especially you say that on, now well not on a ninja 250 i'm <laughs> yeah, definitely no, sure. like i'm gonna be getting a bigger bike this is kind of my trial bike for yeah. for nitrous in general and i'm gonna be getting a, a more suitable bike for nitrous is yeah it's more like a uh, r1 it's totally like the, the perfect <laughs> fucking bike to do it on too it's like yeah. you don't really care too much about right. it exactly as it were, so and it's easy straightforward you know so yeah the microburst was the best option just yeah. because it's it's small it's compact it's easy to deal with so you you yeah. get um, you get this kit and it's got a canister. Um, it's got the nitrous canisters. Um, How many do those get? You get five in a kit. Oh shit! Um, and they're super cheap to buy. They refill them, um, so you can buy a nitrous canister from them. And I would honestly, I would recommend doing that instead of just buying any off the shelf whippet canisters because it's like it's a different makeup yeah. um they mm -hmm. they kind of went into it on the pamphlet but yeah it's it's kind of designed specifically for yeah automotive exactly yeah. yeah and so you get the canister you get tubing you get a t and you get some valves and some bungs and so yeah. um i have dual carbs so i had to put a splice in the line and um i actually ended up putting two bungs into my the back of my air pod filters yeah i saw you taking a fucking uh, a tap too i was like oh geez what's going on over here i'm like i'm yeah. just gonna walk out taps are stressful man yeah <laughs> um so i put two bungs into the back of my airpod filters because um i didn't have the necessary gap um i don't really have um velocity stacks on my yeah. on my air filters um is I that just where they normally would go like in the yeah, velocity, in stacks? The velocity yeah, okay. stacks but it's uh. it's direct enough and i just put the little bungs in the back of the you know, i guess in the front of the pod filters mm -hmm. the outward facing um plate and ran the line and it just says run the line not where something's hot yeah. even though it's not flammable um it's just better to keep it uh, away from melting the yeah. the yeah the tubing how, how long would it take you to do that 
it took us a little longer because I went the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if if you go the way they tell you to do it, it would take about thirty minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, That's what it seemed like. It was like I mean, like I thought it would be an all day affair, but like, yeah, no, it was in, like, super easy. Hours. And Sigma Six always makes everything just yeah. as like bolt upable as they can. Um, it, it, yeah, I would definitely if you're looking for a nitrous kit, which like really think about it, do some soul searching before you do this. <laughs> um, I would go with the Sigma Six option. How it's, far? It's really great. <laughs> How far do you want to? Put my eyeballs right. in the back of my and head. Yeah. Kat, here's here's the bottom line. What did that kit run you? It costs like sixty eight dollars. What? Wow. That's <laughs> man. So the, I want to do that now. So com- XR, me fuck. Me yeah. too, man. Compared to power. a turbocharger or a supercharger, which is also going to add right. about fifty percent more air. Like depending on how often you use this cat, this is the economical way. To oh, it is easily. And, and good lord. Yeah. So they they actually addressed that in the little pamphlet that they send out. That it's it's got a similar um, it's got a similar power additive property like to a supercharger or a turbo, um, yeah. but it's it's much less expensive yeah, su- and it's more it's it's less failure points. So right. that's yeah. the thing with superchargers and turbos is like it's a point of failure well, as an option and normally, this and this frankly isn't so if it, was, if it fails then it doesn't alter the bike at all right. it just reversible stops with, it just with, stops working it doesn't it doesn't change the functionality of the carburetor with turbocharging and supercharging you typically have to take the head off and add a thicker head gasket because right. what you want to do is reduce the compression because you're actually going to be adding so much more air e. that it wouldn't handle it but all by right. just adding more oxygen you're you're giving the supercharger and turbocharger properties but the thing is if you use it every single day you'll you might right. spend more and you yeah. know the, the 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 goldwing turbo project is three years in now and fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. and it's yeah. still not even close so it just wow. gives you an idea of the complexity of and and a that's turbo system someone, and it, that's an expert and that's the thing is like i'm i'm far from anywhere mm-hmm. near your level of expertise and i, I don't think i'll ever make it there but, yeah, <laughs> but this was something that i could do and you know what cat <laughs> but the difference you're on the street right now you're reaping the benefits of the horsepower it looks great it sounds great well done it's, it's brilliant it's, it's really it's fun friggin brilliant yeah. Yeah. i absolutely love it cat i think this product was amazing but let me just say to <laughs> all right let's just wrap it up here. Let's go. We got a bunch of other stuff we got to talk about. <laughs> Any, anybody else is thinking about supercharging a 250? Just sell your 250 by a 600. That it's wasn't the point of the project. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It's, it's I know. the process. It's, it's not the it was, product. It's, yeah. oh, yeah. it's cat horsepower, yeah. and you can't beat it. Yeah. You What's, really. What do we got? What else? Do, what the hey, fuck? Oh, right. I just, I just want to say, I think it is the best dumbest idea you've ever done. Thank oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool when I showed up this morning, Liza. I looked over. I'm like. First off, I don't know a lot about petrol anyway. I look over, I'm like, what are they doing? They've got like tubes and like... I, I had my going. head down Good and job. I was like, Crazy I was like, don't shit. let anybody know what's going on right now. <laughs> I was just like trying to get it done because I was like, it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. And like, I, I was like, God yeah. damn, I'm going to get some hardcore judgment right now. And then I got it done and everyone was like huddling around with their, with their like, just Bagel. like absolutely wetting themselves. I was like, yes, <laughs> it's happening. Yes. You, you had uh, thermal efficiency issues. What'd you do? Yeah. I uh, kind of dug into my uh, cooling system today to try wow. and get that sorted out. Out and I'm hoping I might have figured out what's going on. 
I think you figured it out. Okay. You know, it's, and the thing is, it's never one thing. Right. I think bagels is a lot of deterioration over many, many years. Yeah. So what did you find? Uh, the main issue, I think, was just that the radiator was, was plugged up with dead bugs and dead bugs. Uh-huh. 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 Do those oh. make good filters? Your, your radiator yes. wasn't radiating? Yeah. Uh, not so much, apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> so and I, you know what? Yeah. And I, 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 took, I wanted to take the system apart just to make sure that everything was flowing through all the lines and the radiators and, and the flow was okay. Yeah, um, but when I looked at the radiator and, and held it up to the light, like I could see little pinholes of light through it, with like just garbage choking up the rest of the thing. So uh, the fact that that very little air was running through the radiators was probably the reason why they were not cooling. Very and you well. know, yeah. I've got to be honest with you, Bagel. Yeah. That is a pretty marginal water cooling system, anyway. Because yeah. Vespas were never started out as water cooled bikes. Right. They were fan cooled bikes yeah. and what they did was that right fan comes off water pump goes on yep. where are we going to put the radiators oh let's put them in the lake shields at the front one on either side yeah, and it's kind of a hokey system yeah. there's, about, there's about a mile of tubing in your there floor is house. oh yeah which um, is kind of cool it's like oh shit this well, is you know like, Emma you pointed out a good fact Bagel's using this this uh, Vespa in a use case that Vespa never designed oh absolutely good oh, lord yeah. no. and it yeah. was designed for, for city usage, and he is traveling across the country in this. Thing. And not right. slowly. Yeah. I yes. mean, the thing we should man, I baby. think we should point out with this cooling problem, mm-hmm. if, if he was to stay within reasonable speed limits, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be a problem. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for multiple reasons, because, number one, um, I wouldn't be taxing the engine that hard, so it's not going to yeah. overheat, in, right. in, in, no matter what. And number two, I wouldn't be sucking up so many bugs if I wasn't going so fast. Exactly. So it's a, dub- it's a double-edged thing. I mean, but I would think if you're going faster, you'd have more airflow to cool as well. Well, true, but if, but if there was a thing that... Does everybody know Alan Smith? He's a guy that rides a... Uh, cat, yeah. you'll like this, a Ninja He's 250 Streamliner. Yes. Yeah. 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 He figured out he had overheating issues too oh, yeah. when he went fast because aerodynamic uh, drag goes up by quadruple of uh, your speed. So the faster you're going, the more power your motor has to make to do it. So yeah. you're going to make more heat. So what he had to do is on long distance trip, he actually put like a funnel on the front of his mm-hmm. air intake. Ooh, are yeah. you listening, Bagel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he put a funnel on there to, to drive more air in. Right. But when he was going at slow speeds, he took the funnel off. It was only So it was speeds. it was a funny funnel. It was a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. funny funnel. Yeah. Is that but, like a ramjet? It was sort of like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, eventually, you got it all sorted out. Yeah, and, and you did fan tests with it. And yeah, re- yeah. It took it. Up, well, now it I, I'm still not convinced that he. See, Bagel's well, got twin fans. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just putting them on for the first time. Right, uh, and I, I am not convinced that they're both drawing the same amount of air. Think, okay, do they stock have fans, or is this some addition both, that you? Okay. They're both stock. Yeah, uh, yeah, but one is considerably younger than the other one. Right. Well, it hasn't seen as so, many miles. So, anyway. Bagel, you can get uh, electric fans. Right. You can buy. Put one on the front and the back of the radiator. They can mm-hmm. slide through with little clips, and then metal well, just increase the airflow. Did, well, did you notice well, on, how Terry perked up when he yeah. said the word electric? Yeah, you yeah, see, yeah. we oh, yeah. got all excited. <laughs> well, I had a Corvette one time that overheated, and I, I did the same thing. I put fans on the front and oh, the sure. back. Yeah, yeah. Because I had such a stinking small radiator in that Corvette. Yeah, and and that's essentially what I'm doing here, except because the the, the Vespa GTS comes with one fan stock, even though it has two radiators. Only one radiator has a fan on it. The other radiator. Uh. Just, just having air blown through it. Mm. So what I did, did is I took a second fan and put that on the other radiator. I still need to hook it up uh, electrically, uh, but uh, but that will give me twice as much airflow through that radiator. But so. I think what was telling when we were doing the fan test, 
the, the the fan you've added, which has got a lot, half a quarter maybe of the miles on it, pulls a lot more air. I don't think so. No, think it does. I, no, it does. I, you I can feel it. it. You can. Feel I know. It. I checked it. I checked it later, and it's it's. I think it's where it's directing the air. But no, you can feel it, Bagel. You can feel it, Donald. So Bagel, yeah. something else I did with my Corvette, which you could definitely do in your Vespa. Yeah. For twelve dollars. I bought a windshield washer spraying kit, and what I did is I mounted it on my Corvette, and I had about a half-gallon tank that I would fill water. Mm-hmm. And when I would start the overheat on my Corvette when I was burning tires and doing stupid stuff, I just pressed a simple little button that I had on there, and it just it was a windshield washer spray that would spray. You would be amazed how on much the radiator? heat. On the radiator? You'd wow. be amazed how yeah. much heat could get pulled out of the radiator just from water evaporating. Oh, you might it's also am- destroy some of those bugs. Well, <laughs> well, possibly, but this was literally just water evaporation. Mm. So yeah. you've got con- convection that happens when you've got air flowing through it, but when you get water that actually gets on there and then sure. you have it evaporate, well, you you've know, now got I'm sure we, we've got hundreds of listeners who are listening to us in the Deep South and all got swamp callers right. calling mm-hmm. their homes. That's right. Right. And that's exactly how they work. Yep. 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 Yeah. And perfect. And, and, and Terry, you remember that's how I cooled my 2012 motor when I was racing. That's right. You had water spray in yep. there, too. I had so. a little solenoid that would just shoot the water on it. So yeah. what's the verdict on that fucking setup, man? Well, it's fixed. Going on? Yeah, I think it's I think it's good now. Um, yeah. I Ready still for another 10,000 miles. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, nice. And I, but I really need to put it through the test. I really need to take it out on a longer trip and yeah. put it through some hot weather and see how it does. But I think with, with having the radiators cleaned out and having two fans on there, I think it should do fine. Yeah. So, Emma. Hello. Uh, you, you fucking Hulk strength pulled a set of carbs out of a old ass bike oh god after I tried doing it the, I didn't con- want to... the continuing <laughs> saga of the FZ 1000 okay so uh, I, yeah. wait, I swear to god the, that thing uh-huh. which FZ 1000 is it FZ 1000 or is it 700 I don't remember is what it is this the black FCR. bike yeah the black bike with the yellow wheels yeah. What, what, yeah. how big is that oh you thing? mean Scott's bike yes yeah. Scott 600 oh it's a 600 yeah oh, okay. I'm sitting here like I'm looking at the bike and go, oh these fuckers installed the carbs after they built the engine in it they installed the engine yeah. after you know they're in the factory they are an absolute pain in the ass and what yamaha do um the clamps the clamps that hold the the carb rubbers they're an allen Mm -hmm. three millimeter allen and unless you get the angle just so you're simply not going to get them undone i thought you know I'm, 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 I've been messing around with this for a while. <laughs> and Scott moves kind of slowly anyway, God bless bit. him. <laughs> so, in the end, it's just like, oh, screw this. Yeah. I was sitting here yanking on it. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to break the shit out of this. But well, like, I got to the stage where I didn't care. And yeah. <laughs> well, I just grabbed them and kind of rocked them back and popped the front and then popped the back. Pulled them off. Is that what I was missing? Not giving a fuck? Yeah, oh. exactly. Well, Brandon's like, well, there what's it is. a carburetor? Oh, 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 no, the reason Brandon's saying that is because every single bolt on the Zero is a 3 millimeter Allen. Hey, what? Fuck you guys, man. Fuck you guys. I have replaced them all with a 4 millimeter Allen because fuck 3 millimeter Allen. 3 millimeter yes, Allen just screw out and become a circle. It's terrible. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I, yeah. I got all these clamps, got all the bolts out of the Allen bolts out of their clamps and replaced them with Philip screws because we've got we've got JIS yeah. screwdrivers yeah. down here so you know what oh, yeah. that'll get him down the Some road screws from the uh, screw room yeah so hopefully that FZ is going away next week yeah so what was it it's just a what, bowl kit or like a yeah it just, it just, just carb rebuild oh, kit yeah carb rebuild kits in the bowl did, did he put it together correctly 
I was kind of <laughs> hovering. I had a busy day today, you so did. I was kind of hovering. It looked okay, but, you know, it's... I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out next week. And a runner at one. Well, okay, so he did He did put the tank on there, but he didn't start it. Like, we were so fucking close. We got the thing back in. New bowls, parts, car parts. Yes. We didn't start the fucking bike. No. No. Well, <laughs> no, we had to go. Oh he God. had to go. I mean, he has a very, very limited amount of time he right. can devote to this. So. I feel like we should have started out to see if he did it, you know, properly. Uh, it's going like, to be fine. It'll be fine. And, you know, next week, next week, okay. I'll be able to devote a little more time to him because Liza will be back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't have to spread myself quite so thin. Did you yeah. say Liza? Liza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liza was out on a uh, Yosemite dual sport trip, which was with, fascinating. With we'll Jim, get to that who's, in who's in the room now, too, but we ran out of mics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, so yeah, that's the FC. Yeah. Um, lots of other things going on. We fitted a tire by hand. Oh, oh, your, oh your friend. Uh, Maruka. She's a cool chick, man. Maruka is super cool. Yeah. She's super cool. That is a sexy Bonneville. Yeah. Um, the yellow valve covers. Mm. Black yeah, Bonneville. Yeah. yeah. Black Bonneville yellow reminds valve me of cover. The, uh, mm-hmm. Not the Spitfire, but the uh, Messerschmitts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, kind of like, you know. Um, but <laughs> she wanted to fit a tire. The original grand plan. It's a front tire, 19-inch, just chrome steel rim. Yeah. And the original plan was, okay, Maruka, we'll, I'll show you how to take the wheel out of your bike, yep. and then we'll all jump into the pickup truck, go to Knock's house, because he has a tire machine. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to say that on air. Nope. Okay. So I don't a have secret. a tire machine. Knox definitely not have a tire machine. Knox <laughs> got a pair of pliers definitely. and duct tape. Knox is a tire what a, machine. The question is, what have you done for me lately? Right. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I thought, I'm going to show Maruka how to do this by hand. Yeah. Um, when I say by hand, using tire irons. So, um, <laughs> right through the gauntlet, huh? Yeah, we we got stuck in with the tire irons. She did not put a tire iron through the tube, either Woo-hoo! taking it out or putting it on. Yeah. Um, the tire went on very smoothly. We borrowed one of Liza's salad bowls to make a soapy solution <laughs> for the tire. Hey, uh, Liza, you have a new dead tire in your garage now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, no, it went swimmingly. Yeah, balanced up nicely afterwards, and um, that yeah, was a it, great result. Yeah, it was. It was perfect. It was. Uh, it, it hardly moved. The, the, the biggest issue with mounting tires at home, once you know the technique, once you know you've got to start at the valve and finish at the valve, yep. is actually getting them off the bead. And if you've mm. got tubeless tires on uh, aluminium wheels, it's virtually impossible. You mm. you need you need to clamp them off. But this was just a standard steel rim with a Michelin, good old Michelin cross play on it. Yep. I, I kicked it off with my heels because I got my heels on today. Yeah. Darling. What's, what's the arrows out of there? You, popping that bead wasn't too much of an issue. No, yeah. no, just to, you know, get the heel in and use use my weight. Perfect. And off we go. Tra la la. Bex, you, you were uh, fiddling. Constant state of repairs, that bike. <laughs> What's going on? What did you do today? It's because I ride a lot. Yes, I you do. <laughs> um, it's an older bike. Um, today, I replaced... Uh, I found out more lights than I knew were broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happened. I also found that one of the lighting um, housings is kind of fried, so I'm a little worried about that, so I'll look into that further. Um you need lights, darling. Yeah. Ah. But, I mean, where, where are you at right now? Do you have headlights on it? 
Oh, yes. Do you have uh, turn signals on it? All three. Uh, I have my, my Wait, you said two three? kitty lights. You have three my... turn signals? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say three. And I'm trying... uh, my, no, said... my third one's to go up. <laughs> That's my astro light. <laughs> Left, right, up. Um, I, no, Flopping honestly, my I have like a little Nuna. If you don't know the Triumph Sprint, it has a third small light. It has a third eye, it man. It does, actually. <laughs> and I've accentuated that, by the way, with reflective. Um, I found out that was broken and replaced another headlight. And now I have both my high beams, my regular beams, and all of my turn signals in operational order. Very cool. good. Yay! Yay woo woo! <laughs> so, um, and there was oil changes going on. Yeah, um, uh, James came by with his XR, and I was helping him do an oil I, change. And Eason showed yeah. up. Yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, what did he do? Oh my gosh, he, he did, was dressing he, up his bike. He uglified, that bike was uglified so cool. his GS twelve hundred. Yeah, as if you couldn't, you know, do more of that. He found out a way. Yeah, to do he, it. he there's he, blood all over the ground. <laughs> he ugly. Oh, Charlie, if your blood looks like right that, you need to bones. get checked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to Wasteland Weekend uh, down south yes. somewhere where it's like a Mad Max theme kind Fuck of. Fuck yes, it is. It is the raddest shit ever. It's like Burning Man meets Mad Max. He has a cow. Mandible attached to his. He's got all kinds of bones oh, on cool. his bike. He's going to fight the Philistines. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, Cindy cow. and Matt went last year yeah. and took their bikes, and dude, it looks so sick. I can, I want to know though. There's a there's a bike with the ugly headlight out there though. Yeah, that I want to know more which one, about which one is that. The Ducati. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, Audi. Thanks for that segue, Liza. Charlie. The, the meth Audi. There was, <laughs> there was somebody got a new bike. There was a Ducati out there with the zero jacket with an AXO like uh, you know protector kit on there. Whose was that? Oh, that was Stan. Stan. Yeah. Stan the man. I think Stan did some work for... Uh, but that was a real Ducati. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, what did you buy? Charlie got the better Ducati. What did you do? <laughs> I got I got Honda's Ducati. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Superhawk. Uh, what year is sweet. it? What year is it, Charlie? The first year, I think. Was oh, it? you mean just like mine? <laughs> yeah, just like yours, but it has the meth headlights. <laughs> yeah, what is going on with so, yeah, the front okay, of that bike? Look, here, let's... Okay, let's, the, the well, hold on a second. Let's rewind it for a second. So what was going through your head and what was the rationale for getting a new bike uh, what's well, what kind of what kind of led to this N plus what kind of led to this well I wanted a bike to replace the FC6 <laughs> okay because I'm buying it wait what Oh, well, shit. Well, that's news. Yeah, yeah. I'm as soon as I finish selling my uh, GS500, which I, if anyone wants a GS500, let me know. Runs oh. great. Heads up, uh, a fellow named Patrick came by today and she dropped off a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things he dropped off was the GS500 uh, factory sur- or a climber manual. Oh, I'm not uh, touching that bike. Well, no, here's the gone. thing you could sell the bike with the climber manual. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Part and the toolkit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the toolkit. Yep. Cool. Well, then I will grab those. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So as soon as I had finished selling that bike, I'm gonna give Charlie most of that money plus money I already gave him, and mm-hmm. then turn it into like a Street Fighter kind of what? And start riding it. Yeah. I, I it's thought, halfway there. You man. can make it naked, and it's so pretty, oh, and it's basically okay. an FZ07's little brother, and I'm really excited about it. Cool. Yeah. I love watching people learn lessons. The, the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, regardless, of the the engine's a good runner. Yeah. It, yeah. It's turned. Key, it's fuel injected. It's it's a great. No, step it's not. Up. It's carbureted. No, I'm saying for the FC. Oh, the FC. I'm sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. No, the the Super Hockey is carbureted. Yep. 
But yeah, um, and it's got so big carburetors. So why, why, so why did you choose this bike, Charlie? Yeah, because I mean they're just they're good bikes. I, I picked mine up for nineteen hundred bucks. I mean, which just happens to be a hundred dollars less than what I'm paying him for uh, his bike. Huh, <laughs> weird. It's almost like that. So <laughs> as I understood, as Stan, it is you wanted to ride a big throbby V twin. I wanted a big V twin. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, some some big torquey, but I mean some thrusty, mm. huh? You know, and like I I could have, I and mean, I just want something to commute with. And fuck yeah. around with on the street, and like just Go. do everything with. And, a, and I wanted a big, a bigger Get engine for highway a zero. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. But can, okay, I, so but, tell, but tell can I buy bike. a decent zero for nineteen hundred bucks? No. 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 Not, okay. not yet. You can't. Yeah. Simmer down. So, Simmer down. Yeah. Tell, tell us about this bike. You got it. Uh, you got it for nineteen hundred bucks. How many miles on it? What's been done to it? I got it for it's fucking shiny got it for 1900 bucks <laughs> it's got basically 30,000 miles on it mm-hmm. we the front end it doesn't have the factory fairing anymore it look, it's like a what a, a fi- fiberglass fairing I think yeah, it's, it's an aftermarket fiberglass race um, fairing but he painted it it's to what, match the it's Italian a, it's red it's a shark skin yeah is it a shark skin the, the it's paint, a shark skin the paint yeah. everywhere on the bike is in pretty good condition oh yeah even on the mm-hmm. aftermarket fairing and they mm-hmm. drilled out the fairing and added like two like kind of bullshit lights that aren't that great and they'll probably Over, swap. under well they might be light, bright at night lights, yeah. I haven't really ridden it at night or even ridden it at all really partly yeah. because it has 11 year old tires on it that yeah. are getting dealt oh. with right now I thought, I thought you were that guy who was like fuck it man he tried, tires, yeah. he tried to burnouts. be and I told him that that was not going to happen <laughs> we'll see what happens that's great but yeah. I, I have tires in the mail they're coming yeah um, it has, I mean, the headlights might, I'll have to try it out. I'm probably going to put some auxiliary lights on it or put some other headlights there or cut it out by an yeah. OEM headlight or something. I haven't really decided yet. Yeah. You had uh, plans for it too there, right? Suspension yeah. work. And- Engine-wise, it looks great. We pulled, like, we pulled, look, the air filter, air filter looked brand new, brand new Canaan air filter. With, mm-hmm. Like, it didn't have any dirt on it. It looked like it still had fresh oil on it. Mm-hmm. How many miles are on it? Like 30,000. 30, 30 you know you can easily put 100 on that. You yeah. could easily put 125. Well, I, so I, I rode Knox bike on Monday, which had 125,000 miles. I'm like, this does not feel like a bike with 125,000 well, miles on it. But, you know, the uh, the previous owners of that bike, he's done all the right things. Yeah. It's got a K&N filter in the original airbox. Great. Manual cam chain tensioners. Also great. Looks like he just done the valve clearances, because the valve clearances are perfect. Charlie did it smart-like, because... Despite the fact that there was RTV coming out of the uh, you know, cylinder, oh, it's the valve covers, <laughs> we went through it again just yeah. to double check. So. We didn't check the front cylinder, but I mean the just, the, yeah, the, the rear cylinder was was perfect. And the yeah. the like what what do you call it? the where you the cover we took off to be able to rotate the engine? Like if that hadn't been touched, oh, yeah, crankshaft bolt. Yeah. Like, if that hadn't been touched in ten years, it would have been a bitch to open it, and it yeah. opened in like five foot pounds of torque. Like it, yeah. it was wow. just very recently opened up. You're yeah. so lucky, dude. Yeah, the spark plug looked brand new. They yeah. were. They were like yeah. really nice iridium spark plugs yeah. too. So he but gave he, me the old spark plugs too, and like I've got it's the bike's I, in great shape. Yeah, no, it's a great bike. It's gonna be a fun bike for you. I'm gonna. Yeah. I need to redo the suspension because yeah. I, I mean I basically do that with all my bikes now. Yeah. <laughs> Princess suspension. <laughs> I don't like dying. Suspension okay? is the best, dude. Like there's no replacement for displacement except for good suspension. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be able to. It's gonna be fun to be able to throw a fat bike like that in a quarter. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm basically I'm gonna give J- Jason the forks and he'll probably do something special to him. And then I'm thinking about getting the H4 shock or whatever and having that. Just calling your name. Oh, the 4i shock. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Jason, I, I need to talk to Jason because he'll yeah he'll, he'll, he'll sort up. He'll yeah. Jason yeah. from JPH. Yeah, he does suspensions. He does all my work. He does really good work. He does fucking everything. Have you guys heard of the uh, what are they called? Nitrous or nitron? They're like a light blue mm-hmm. colored chalk. European. I've heard of those. Um, nitron. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know Ted Rich. No. Okay, he's oh, a razor friend of mine. He passed, yeah, he passed away. He crashed yeah, yeah. his plane. He just died. Um, but one of the things what? he was telling me about uh, before that happened was this shock and how amazing it was. And uh, I don't know anything Emma, about it. Is this it. like the Hag- Hagon shocks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are, like, are they... Do you know? So is it Hagon is like nitrogen charged? Are, or? Yeah, Hagon mm. shocks are great. They, the thing is with Hagon is they'll do exactly what you want. They've got shocks for exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. If you want just straight replacement shocks for your vintage British bike, they got them. If you want extreme, Hold on, Emma. You guys taking off? Yeah, we're out. All right. All right. Take it easy, hey, guys. Justin. Ken Justin's taking Bye. off. Bye, Bye. 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 Thanks Justin. for coming out. Glad the night just worked. Yeah. Bex, do you want to take a seat over here? There's a mic open. Sure. Um, All right. Sorry, so, yeah, hang on. If, if you want straight replacement shocks, they got them very reasonably priced. If you want very, very high-end shocks with nitrogen charge in them that you can put on a very high-end resto mod, they've got those too. Um, and they're made in Britain. Can't and they'll, wrong they'll, with that. They'll, they'll build them mm. to what you want, right? They'll like, build exactly what you want. I like the baby blue color. Oh, man. That, that, that's so like, as for like a, like a racing standpoint, it might not be as good. It's like the Penske in okay. Poland and stuff, right? Uh-huh. I would imagine. I, I don't know anything about the shocks. So what I'm do you think, kinda, Emma? Sorry, I, I I'm kind of asking an open-end question here. <laughs> so he was saying, um, uh, like, would for, it compare to a Penske or an well, Olin? For like actual racing applications <sighs> where you're actually yeah. really performing with the shock? You, just you cannot right. beat for a racing application. Yeah. You can slice it and dice it any way you want, but an over-the-counter shock is never going to be a substitute for a shock that somebody sets up for you. Yeah. Never. Because, we're, I mean, we're all well, different. Well, and we mean, want a different feel. We want, you know, and you can... But regardless, you, you can never just get a, a shock that's set up or whatever and put in the bike. Well, you can, it, I mean, you can get it close, but unless yeah. you're actually there, you know, well, here's the thing, at Charlie. the shock's place, and they're setting up the sag for you, and they're yeah. watching how you like, ride and everything, the, you know, you can get close. The extreme opposite end of this is is if you're racing and you're at a track, you have a suspension guy that yeah. dials it in yeah. to yeah. the track yeah. exactly the, the other thing Swapping that you have to remember so, yeah is is olin's is like wp is like showa is like any other uh shock and suspension manufacturer i mean they make shocks and forks at multiple levels yeah and you yep. know you can buy a, a bike off the factory floor that's got uh you know olin's on it and it's got the olin stickers and it looks hella cool mm-hmm. but like it's really not necessarily any better than yeah. a well-built wp or showa yeah. or you know it's a mass produced olin's exactly. as opposed to yeah. a yeah, racing type any setup shocks can perform better than a shock that's not set up oh Indeed. without question mm-hmm. well i mean i'm glad you got a new bike and yeah. i'm excited that uh, you're gonna ride around that thing and it's gonna be great. We, we get to ride together, Charlie, and see what's what. <laughs> we're gonna be, we're gonna be, we're gonna be brothers. You're gonna be, be twinsies. Oh, are you gonna teach him how to wheelie on that? Oh, he could do it on his own. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is just twist the throttle and go. <laughs> Thousand cc V twin. So what? That's so, like what two three XRs, two Superhawks. Somebody's gonna get a Kawasaki Ninja 650R one of these days. Hey, hey Knock, before you change the subject, while we're talking about suspension, Henry got a chance to ride a zero for the first time today with uh, 
with a bike that carries a little bit of weight. It's probably got oh, worn no. out suspension. Oh, he rode your bike? Hit. Yeah. Oh, my God. The death zero. All right, actually, this is not on the syllabus, but like, go ahead and let me know what's so, going on. I'm so sorry, Henry. So... It was okay. I'm used to heavy bikes because Terry has outfitted his bike with about 200 pounds worth of excess batteries. <laughs> oh God. What I wasn't prepared for was the massive steering uh, wobble at low speed as I was trying to exit the parking lot into uh, Santa Cruz traffic on a Sunday day. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> It, it might have something to do with the fact that Terry, no offense, your your handlebars look like they're made out of pixie sticks. Oh, dude, his, I, his, I will his, I will run them up here. Ter Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Oh, I have something about the handlebars too. Okay. So when you're actually going straight, the left handlebar is cantered about twenty degrees up, and the right handlebar is a little <laughs> bit lower. So it's like. This is on purpose, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, it's like you're going right so when you're going straight. It's to compensate for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, 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 didn't you do a little bit of work on that a couple of weeks ago I, here I at did. the garage? So when I first put him up here, it was at the Santa Cruz garage here at Recycle Garage. I did it about, uh, well, Liza, what was it, about four or five months ago, something like that, maybe a little longer. Mm -hmm. I tack welded them at the front, and I wanted to test drive it, and I did that, and then we had the podcast, and I was planning on bringing it back here to tack weld the backside of them, but I never did. I forgot about it. And I had somebody pull out in front of me, and I braked hard, and my left handlebar just went straight forward. It just I think, I think you said the perfect word. You're a brake tard. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I brought it back here. I pull, pulled it back up. I well, welded it back up. I, I actually still have not welded the back side Terry, of the let, right let me re-weld for you. This is the first bike I've ever ridden. You can weld? I seriously yeah, considered I going back and giving back to the owner. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was it was quick, it was fun. It just shakes. Yeah. Wait, yeah, wait, have you welded it yet, Terry? No, I haven't welded it. Well, I wonder why it shakes. Brandon's no, like, but the well, defensive shit. mode right now. Wait, this is not electric bikes. The shaking shaking's because my head right. tube bearings are worn out. That's Terry, well. so, um, you are a smart guy, and you're not good at making yourself sound like it. Sometimes you need to be rescued. <laughs> wait, wait, so I think I we have, should move on. I have, ridden, I have ridden Terry's bike, so I would really, really like to hear Henry's opinion uh, of Terry's bike. Because that thing is <laughs> that thing. <laughs> it is a thing. Like, thing is a good way to describe so, it. It just means he's an amazing rider. Brand, Brand, yes. Do a 10-second test ride of yours that you did about a year ago. Hold on. Putting <laughs> Riding Terry's bike is like putting someone else's retainer in your mouth. Oh, it's just God. not It's more like putting somebody else's retainer wow, in your butt. That is butt. a stunningly accurate description of doing this. Everyone who is uncomfortable, you should be, because that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, riding, so <laughs> riding his bike above 15 miles an hour, it's fine. Yes, yeah. It breaks fine, it turns in fine until you boot low that, and then it just wobbles like a motherfucker. Well, you need the and dog for stability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you got to She and, is my And how much does. She's my, she's, 50 pounds. she's my counterbalance. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. you guys don't have The bike probably handles better with a dog up there because you get right. more weight up front. That's like a sidecar. Exactly. And she slams into his arms to help him correct. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, Terry, you're telling me you legitimately have to trail break into every corner. I do. Every corner. So for... Well, 
to actually make a corner. I, I feel most <laughs> riders do this anyway. When you, I, I when you go that, in yeah. fast into a corner, you pull the front brake and it shortens your wheelbase yeah. a little bit. You get a better <laughs> turning angle. But I absolutely have to do this because if I don't do it, the front the front like steering suspension wobbles, the head tube wobbles in the bearings, and and so what you have to do is you have to pull the front brake hard to lock that in at a certain spot. You need new fucking head bearings, dude. I, again, I, replaced, again, I replaced them ten thousand miles ago. Brandon was there when I did it, but it is you replaced them because I freaked out about them. I That's was right. so scared <laughs> riding his bike. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Terry, yeah. Terry, would you please yes bring your bike in someday? And let Emma give it an assessment. Sure. sure. Okay. Oh. You might That's all we need. Raise I, I don't want to make fun of you. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to have a proper assessment. I'd sure. like to help you get safe. Thank you, darling. You know, lots of things that most people require safety. I don't really place a high value <laughs> on. <one. So, laughs> you are doing so much to help everybody else. Somebody needs to help you. Sure. So, so mm. let's just, we'll make that happen. Terry, Terry know, has functioting boots right now. We've got, we're, we're making progress. New jeans, okay. new jacket. Yeah, look at his new jacket. Sh- new yeah. shoes. It, I, I've and, made and a lot gloves. of progress. Yeah, gloves. Yeah, how is gloves? Yeah, do your gloves have Bra- holes in them? Brandon still? burned Damn. my yeah. last <laughs> one. I'm, I'm not right. kidding. So, Brandon look, burned my last one. Terry was outside. He's outside and he can't hear anything. Thing. He's outside smoking cigarettes outside the factory, and we whisper inside, let's throw Terry's gloves out. Yeah. And he stands up after having a couple of beers. He's like, what'd you guys say? And one person picks him up off the table, chucks him over to me, and I chuck him into the furnace. <laughs> Thank and you. Light up. Full disclosure, these were not functioning gloves. No. Oh, no. These are yeah, they, 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 they were like they right. Eight out of ten fingers are exposed. They were bracelets. They were bracelets. They were yeah. not gloves. They were My friends gloves. used to call them lingerie. <laughs> yeah. So protective gear is important, considering. Yes, it is. Very, very important. And that we- is going to dovetail very nicely yeah. into the next section because, because we don't have one crash report. We don't have two crash reports. Oh. We've got three. Do we have three? Wow. I, I, We've I, got I three wow. crash em, reports. Emma, Emma, I crash out of a race so that counts. We've fourth. got four no, crash there we reports. Go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start with our absent friend, dear Harrison. And for those of you that remember and follow our podcast religiously, you poor misbegotten bastards. Um, <laughs> last week... Harrison had a plumber's truck cut short in front of him. He dumped his bike and um, hurt himself quite badly. Yeah, no. we, we mentioned it last week. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pr- is he okay? He's okay. He actually swung by today. Um, he's doing a lot better. I mean, last week, I, I really could see the pain in his eyes. I mean, he was, he was hurting. Yeah. No broken bones. He is actually, um, he's up and walking. He is taking painkillers. Because um, the bike slid on his on his foot, but right, he was exactly. wearing very good Ouch. gear. He was wearing very very good gear, and that's actually what saved yeah, him. Yeah, a pair of um, but he is, boots or something. He's like going for an MRI next week. He's mm. starting physical therapy also next week. Yeah. Um, the bike, it's just really a scratch crash bar and a busted gear shift, and that's yep. it. That bike crashes really well. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. He's crashed it like two so, or three times now. Crash, look like it. crash test one. Harrison, he's a strong guy. He's doing really, really well. Yep. Um, he was in good spirits today, Terry, which is important. Terry, are yeah. you leaving? No, I'm just going to go pee. Okay, yeah. we didn't have to say that. Okay. <laughs> um, crash test. I'm honest. Crash report two. Micah. Yeah. Tell us what? all about. Micah. So it wasn't recently. It was about a month ago. Um, 
on the 16th of August, um, I was exiting the parking lot that I work at and I like looked to the left and I didn't see anyone and I looked to the right and I saw a car it was a little bit um, back, but I had plenty of time if I like went for it to get in front of them and everything to be totally safe. And then I looked um, back left again and there's two cars parked um, kind of in my field of vision, but it's like my work parking lot. I leave it right. all the time constantly. So I like didn't see anyone. So I it's just a went way for to it. Leave. It's a it's kind of a there's, sketchy. There's not a lot of visibility. Um, and so I started going, and I like, uh, and I was on the Grom, so I like whiskey throttled it a little bit, which, which means I went to like 10 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> and then a car came out, uh, and oh. I hit the back. I hit the side of it. Um, if it had been like a couple of milliseconds different, I would have gone in front of it. Um, yeah, so wow. I broke the mirror with my body um, and then my uh, handlebar scratched all along the side. I think my foot or my foot peg must have broken off the side trim of the car as well. Oh, you did so, a number. Yeah. The, um, well done. It had about uh, $1,600 worth of damage or something like that. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I didn't on the, the car. car. I didn't catch his, on what bike was it again? The Grom. Okay. Um, That's a pretty serious Grom actually. Accident. Yeah, and so, and I kept the bike up, and I got off the Grom, and there was not a single scratch on the bike. Perfect. Wow. Absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah, Nailed you it. wouldn't have been able to like tell. I was thinking about coming to the garage and being like, I had a car with this. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> um, just because you can't see anything, and I was completely fine. Um, Small just, bikes are dangerous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just a little bit shaken up about it, and. Cool. Um, Progressive was super, super cool and super awesome about everything. And so uh, I ended up being 100% at fault, which I, I think he was going a little fast, but I'm not like super yeah, opposed okay. to being at fault for everything. And so. you know, and that's why you couldn't <laughs> tell one. us before because it was an ongoing thing. Totally. It's all settled now. But the important thing, Micah, you're okay, darling. Absolutely. I'm all totally right. fine. And I got my first crash out of the way. So I'm good now. <laughs> Two well, years in, too. Well done, you. Mm -hmm. Crash report three. Charlie? Oh god! Well, what? what? You crashed? Why? Well, I, well, I make was, it quick. It's, it's racing. It's racing. Make, that doesn't count. Come on, make right. it quick, Charlie. I, I barrel rolled out of bikes ways. What? I was riding a small bike. I, it wasn't mine. Don't worry oh, about no. it. And <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry, worry about it. Mine. it was, no it's, a little, it's a little dirt bike. <laughs> Somebody it's not else a big is out deal. of the bike. But We're good. Whatever. Wait, is this you so I, another bike? Well, no, this is so. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I, I washed the front out. And then I it was like on the ground, and like there was two bikes coming towards me, and I like roll out of the way, and then like oh. someone hit my bike, was like on top of it, and we're like cool. And then during the race, <laughs> I washed the front out again. <laughs> small bikes are dangerous, you guys, because like with yeah. the big bikes, yeah, you're, fuck like, away from those. you're like, All okay, right. we're good. And the small bikes, you're like, oh wow, we're, we're, we're sliding both this? wheels what, around the turn. What bike was it? It was like a CRF 150. Oh, okay. Uh, Speaking of uh, small bikes being dangerous. Hey, I heard Liza. Uh, I broke the handlebars. Do you got? Do you got a report? Uh, no. I wait. guess we've moved off of Charlie. I broke the handlebars. Uh, did, I, did I move ahead too far? All right, I'm yes. done. I'm done. But we've got crash report number four. Crash report number four, and this is the big one. Um, I'm going to go into detail with this in a future podcast. But Brandon, mm. you're sitting with us right now. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't remember, Brandon had quite a nasty accident. Um, yeah. Train. Mm -hmm. Crossing barrier came down on your noggin, mm -hmm. compressed your spine. That's correct. Messed you up good and proper, didn't it? Yeah, broke nine vertebrae. Uh, after mm. getting scorpioned off the bike, basically my entire upper body was uh, crushed. Uh, I broke my sternum and a whole bunch of ribs. Ugh. Wow. Um, and uh, I was knocked unconscious as soon as the railroad crossing hit my head. Mm. And uh, 
I didn't wake up until the paramedics got there. And Santa Cruz, while it is very sunny, uh, doesn't have very good traffic. So, you know, it must have taken those guys at least a couple minutes to get there. I don't know how far the hospital is from there. Right. But I was unconscious for a while. Well, yeah, the fire department's maybe six minutes away, I would Mm -hmm. say. Um, But the good news is you're up... You're talking to us. You give or take. You're the same Brandon you were before the accident. <laughs> Dude, he's on a motorcycle. I look online the other ri- day. He's yeah, on a okay. motorcycle. So I'm like, what? He's riding, which is great. It, yep. It turned awesome. out to be positive because he didn't have any traumatic brain injury. No, that's correct. I had that's no good. TBI, thankfully, uh, yeah. even though my head dragged against the curb. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. No TBI. Only broken bones, um, the muscles damaged from the surgeries, and uh, you know, little bits of torn cartilage. Yeah, okay, yeah, so what kind of uh, aftermarket parts do you have in your body right now? As far as in my get? body, yeah. I have um, a very large set of titanium pieces uh, running in between my shoulder blades. So I'm, I'm going to show everybody in the room right now uh, the space. So from here to here, I'm, I'm going uh-huh. from like the bottom of my neck down to the bottom That's of my the sternum. Autops- yeah. Autopsy. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, it's about like ten stoma would be placed That's into right. the bottom of your sternum. Yeah. So, but if you if you flip that over onto your back now, yeah. so it goes from the bottom of your sternum to the big uh, vertebrae on the top. Uh, yeah, Bex. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to give you a little, like, bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Thank Take you. Take it off, baby. <laughs> Show it. So, okay. Uh, you put that on your, flip that over to the back, yeah. right? From the from the big bump in your uh, spine down to the bottom of your sternum, hmm. all broken. I broke wow. nine of those vertebrae, and now five of them are fused with titanium. Mm. Wow. That's, that's great and all, but I really want to know how's mm-hmm. the bike. Oh, the bike is fine. The bike oh, kept okay. going after I got pulled because off. You, you were riding, <laughs> you dick. You were riding one of those. No, that's the first question I yes, asked the paramedics. Exactly. They said, "How's they didn't my know. bike?" Yeah, yeah, you were riding one of those exotic ones, the Energica. Yeah, Energica. Yeah, Energica. <laughs> Energica. Nice. Put the emphasis on the wrong side. So, was, was today the first time you've ridden? Uh, no. So I. Oh wait, we're not going to tell your doctor that, right? Well, actually, so before I rode, I'm, I've <laughs> so been you know, a like really you're, good boy. You were in traction for how long at this point? Like, uh, how long were you in the hospital? Over, you know what's weird? Your accident, uh, Michael, was on the 16th of August. The 16th, yeah. Mine was the 16th of uh, July. Oh really? Yeah. Numbers. Same day, one month earlier. <laughs> Crazy, oh, huh? Conspiracy, but man. Mine was the 14th of July. Yeah. So it's been since then. Uh, mm-hmm. My neck brace just came off on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, I've gone through a brace that went f- covered my whole chest, and then just your regular neck brace, and then I had a soft collar, which I still couldn't turn my head up with. Mm. Um, so after all of those things were getting ready to come off, I talked to the doctor. The doctor said, so long as you aren't on uh, too many drugs, you can drive your car. Mm-hmm. And I said, what does that mean about my motorbike? Can I drive my motor? Can I ride my motorcycle? And the doctor just gave me this nasty look <laughs> and like was muttering. He's like, I'm not going to answer about a motorcycle. And that <laughs> is an answer. Thank that's you very much. That's not no. It's, yeah. it's if, not no. That's right. Are, if, you in, are you in PT right now, though? Well, I'm on my motorcycle, so yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I know, but like other that's, physical that's therapy, therapy, like you know. Uh, no, I went through a couple of weeks of home PT before I moved up to Monterey. Yeah. Um, they had a person come out to the house and make me do all of these exercises and stuff. Yeah. Um, made me cry a couple of times. He's a horrible human being. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he he taught me how to uh, do those exercises and then asked me to just continue them after that. Cool. Um, How's your range of motion, though? It feels pretty good. Uh, I'm yeah. not 
healed enough to do a full range of motion test. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, for example, the last two days I have been without any medication, feeling where all the nerves are and things like that. And the nerves are starting to grow back. I can feel if right. I get too close to the edge, uh, like a sharp pain. Yeah. Um, so that's really and, good. And what's going to happen down the road is somebody who's had some major surgery. As your nerves join together, you're going to feel like little electric shocks or just a nerve will join itself and then your body almost sends a test signal down the nerve Mm -hmm. and it'll go and it'll get like a little electric shock. Oh, there's another nerve. And this can go on for years after your surgery Mm -hmm. as each individual nerve joins together. But it is great to see you up and running. Um, Are, Are you shorter now than you were before the accident? You know, I might actually be a little taller. I think, oh, I think wow. this aftermarket upgrade I have is actually <laughs> better than the original. And where do they right. <laughs> swipe right on Tinder? Titanium, plus. <laughs> where do they put the nitrous oxide? <laughs> you don't want to know. What about your future in racing? What about it? Can you still race? Of course. Okay. Why, there you go. Why would you. that stop me? I mean, I died yeah. a couple times on the operating table, died in front of my, my friend Mark, but that doesn't change the fact that motorcycles are the best thing on the planet. Fucking wow. right, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I second that one. That is a true sportsman talking. Good on you, mate. We got a ride report? Uh, crash number six. <laughs> five. Yeah. Jeez. Cr- crash report, report number crash. five. No, he was five. Six. I was five. This you is number five. six. Oh, Two, my God. Fuck. But... But we will we, we will count. get okay. to that. Oh God! So, um, Jim and I went um, to Yosemite to do a, a two day adventure ride, mm-hmm. and it was with this group. It's called the Crash Test Dummies. No, <laughs> no, it's called the um, Family Off Road Adventures, and I, I have to admit, I uh, a place called Family Off Road Adventures. I thought it would be like families mm-hmm. there <laughs> what kind of families and we get there and it's all like old men and ktms and bmws <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> i mean and an old man on a yamaha i still know you're talking about no, God, God. <laughs> um to the shock account but so. what we discovered is it's a family that puts on these adventure trips they do mm-hmm. through yosemite and they do through um, mojave a couple times a year and it's uh the mom is making meals for us her son is running the show his sons are are doing the sweep his grandson was handing out gift bags to everyone like it's the entire family helps put this on and it was really well run it was cool fun event nice so it's two days it's it's in uh the stanislaus um uh, National Forest, National Forest. Yeah. and around Yosemite. We were just right down the road from Yosemite. Yeah, we were based, based out of Buck Meadows. And not knowing what to expect, but Jim took his... What bike was your choice? Uh, it was my Adventure KLX 250. And I took... This is what I bought my KLR 650 for. I figured mm. get Adventure bike. Um, we were slumming. We were the slumming bikes. <laughs> we were so slumming, it was awesome. And we hooked up with the greatest dudes who were also slumming. <laughs> yeah, on a DR650 <laughs> and a DR350. I actually said, oh, good, I don't have the shittiest bike now. <laughs> 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 but um, they did great. So Jay and Chuck were our travel companions for the weekend. Yeah. And this was a GPS <laughs> self-guided tour. So it's not a group ride, but there was, what, like about 100? 100, 100, 100, a little 100 over 100 people. people, yeah. Wow. And you're... 
given a GPS route and instructions and you're sent off to do this ride and uh, I don't have a GPS and I wasn't willing to buy one for this but uh, Jim here he he well, I didn't have he a GPS, and and I typically don't don't like technology. And Liza knows this. I resist <laughs> it all the time. But yeah. I, but they were pretty clear in the thing. Here's a map, but this is not for navigation. Use the downloadable thing for navigation. And if you've ever ridden out in the wilderness in the Sierras, I think you know spot. Uh, you need a spot. Oh, actually, that's a well, great app. So what they do, they create these tracks for you to follow. So you download it onto your GPS, and it sends you on this route. Because I was not aware of this. When we go out onto these dirt roads, there are forks all over the place. You There are fire trails throughout. Yep. And you're which, out there. and Which makes sense, because a lot of this was area that was burned. There was a lot of... Uh, burned charred trees Mm -hmm. all throughout there and there's an active fire uh, not near where we were but it made a beautiful sunset Um, and you want to describe the terrain yeah, so we're up at about four thousand feet in the in the Western Sierras, and it's beautiful. It's pine trees, a lot of conifers. Um, the dirt I would describe as basically every form of base rock on the planet. It's hard yeah. underneath, and and anything from you know baby head rock rocks to like marble sized gravel on top of it. Oh, so shit. so it's very loose. Um, very loose, a little bit eroded, but we stuck mostly to uh, like fire roads and service roads, so they were they were maintained enough. You would hit sections that were rutted out, or mm. you know you hit the silty stuff. But it was everything from moon dust to to big rocks to little rocks. But it was loose pretty much the whole time. It's a little bit more varied than the uh, sheet iron. Uh, yeah, I definitely more more varied. There was less, uh, you know, deep in the woods stuff that I like was a little bit quieter, a little bit less dusty. Yeah, but I, I, I it was fucking great. I had a blast. Right I did discover some faults with the KLR. Oh, and Emma, it's a KLR. I'm gonna ask you. A, <laughs> right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question. If you can give me just a short answer, I'll do my best. So um, I found on both days when we were descending a mountain that my rear brake disappeared right i know uh, so yeah uh it was so going down a mountain the first time trail yeah. and losing your rear brake sucks but i just put it in the first and just chugged it down right. oh, it's okay Which but here's sucks. here's my question is how come some of my bikes when i overheat the brakes like my super duke same thing yes they disappear and right. on other bikes when i overheat they lock onto the brake lock because mm. it's doing different things okay it and it's all down to the design of the caliper so what's happening is um as we know brakes work on friction the pad script the rotor creates friction that stops but unfortunately a byproduct of friction is jet great heat mm-hmm. and on some bikes depending on the design of the caliper the heat actually begins to <coughs> expand the pads and expand the disc which is why i've had bikes where the brakes just suddenly locked right down. Mm-hmm. And now especially the fluid too the right ex- well expands. now we're coming to that now yeah. because on some bikes with a certain design of caliper the heat is transferred via the piston into the caliper body itself Mm -hmm. it heats up the fluid and you lose the rear brake you just Mm -hmm. lose it right because it boils off the fluid right this i mean there's various things you can do 
you can choose a different kind of pad that generates well, heat. You can actually put thermal backers on a pad. It does say on my master cylinder that I can use dot three or dot four. I'm assuming by putting dot four in, nah, is that better not, for high no, heat? No, it's not going to help. Okay. Dot five might help you a tiny bit. What's going to help you the most is if you take the pads out and put thermal backers on the pads. Mm -hmm. And that's real. You actually only need to put a thermal backer I, I need to do something on the pad on the piston. It happens yes, near the top of the mountain. Well, so, Emma, explain this. Why going downhill would you overheat the back? Oh, because you're, 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 you're riding the rear brake. You're riding the rear brake. You're constantly the on the... You just got exactly. it the whole time. You know nothing of rear brake. Well, well, hold on. No, yeah, no, no, no. I do, though, but going downhill, <laughs> the rear brake has almost nothing to do with braking. When was the last downhill. time you had a rear brake? No, because what you're doing is you're actually holding the speed of the bike, bike with the down. rear brake. Gotcha. You don't want to mm. use the front because the front yeah, wheel dirt, will wash out. Yeah, if you slide the front, you're down. I got it. So, all right, thank you for that. Also, another tip that i have too is uh if you change out the brake fluid for high temperature racing brake fluid that will help as well right. because that and making sure the brake fluids actually service and doesn't have water in it well that too yes but that because i i had that problem on my, my my vespa when i was hauling ass up mount hamilton i came down the back side and i lost the rear brake and then i lost the front brake <gasps> right after that nice. going into a turn <laughs> did you get the and, spongy lever uh it went spongy and then it yeah. went to the bar oh, really yeah, really awesome. really fast hold on Eliza, I know you want to move on, but it sounds like we've got two different issues. One is boiling brake fluid. Yes. Right. And the other is actually heating the caliper so much that it expands to pinch the You're road. Right, the, uh, exactly. The water. So there's and two that's why fluid. you get two different problems. And right. it's all down to the design of the caliper. Right. It's actually easier to fix a boiling brake problem right. than it is for an expanding so, caliper. So I've always heard of, if you're boiling brake fluid, changing your brake fluid more often to get, because yeah, brake fluid I mean, is hydroscopic, correct? It collects it's hydro, water. It's hydroscopic. It pulls the moisture out of the atmosphere. Right. It yeah. helps, but what helps most of all is keeping the heat away from the pad. Right. An old racing trick from England is you actually take the pads out and one a, a great thermal barrier is wood mm. and you put a tiny sliver of wood on the mm. back of the brake pad mm -hmm. and that so actually insulates it doesn't, doesn't transfer, transfer the, the heat, heat to the, the piston which right. in turn transfers it to right. the fluid so if you're boiling brake fluid it just means you need to change it so you don't have to. right Right. But then you might overheat your pads. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I didn't, I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because, remember, this is a crash report. So we had uh -oh. um, a great day of writing yesterday. Then we had some auctions and, and dinner with everyone. Got to know a couple more of the people. Um, my assessment of the people on this trip is that you either have big guys on small bikes going fast or he had old guys on big bikes going slow hey, it just sounds like vintage days <laughs> and which was funny because you had a few people on dirt bikes like jim a lot of like the ktm 500s and stuff those guys were zipping through then you got the big the ktm adventure bikes and the gs's and those guys were going slower and then there was a just a couple of people like me on a mid-size i was in between everyone but <clears throat> how many klrs were there are you the only one three. Oh, nice um but and today we even got to do a nice water crossing mm -hmm. uh that you couldn't see the bottom so that was a little oh, sketchy um it went well but um there was something something did happen today what was it? and our trip was cut short because of it and if i could add jim if 
ever always looking at somebody who looks like they're on painkillers? <laughs> right so uh, spill the beans, darling. So I I, I did have my uh, my 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 stunt work medication a little earlier. Yeah, did I, washed it down with a dram of single malt. So yeah, much better now. Bit of a spill, darling. No, well I don't know. We we should talk more about the day. So what does he? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No, this no. does tie in it to does. the GPS system that he bought. I don't know if anyone has tried one of these GPS uh, systems. It's not like the GPS on our phone. It's not that simple. Garmin? It's Garmin. a lot more complicated like when you're Garmin on trails and stuff. Yeah. And we took a class on how to use it. Still didn't make sense. Oh, it's like a, There's a so many GPS. different settings and layers of maps and this and that. So he was doing his best to navigate the roads and try and follow the GPS that wasn't so, really clear. And I'll, I'll preface this by saying that Boston I had nothing, I wanted nothing to do with that technology. <laughs> but like three days before the ride, it said the map is not intended for navigation which, you know, okay, do the GPS thing. So I'm like, we, well, well, you totally know, defeats the purpose of a map. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, for decoration. But, but you do know if you ride up in the Sierras or a lot of places, navigation's pretty important, so you want to have that shit sorted out. So, you know, we scored a little GPS unit, you know, like didn't break the bank, but a decent one, and uh, went to the training and blah, 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 thought we knew what we were doing. I, and I told Liza that night, I got no, no fucking clue what I'm doing. We got lost a couple times got, and then found again. Yeah, so, so long story short, we weren't super competent with the GPS, but we had it figured out enough where we just went for it. And um, it, it was a great ride. I had a lot of fun. I thought the riding was really good. It was uh, um, for the family off-road adventures. It's a great way to steepen your learning curve for good riding somewhere you don't normally go. So, you know, you can do this ride. You can get a route. Uh, see some really cool stuff. So it was really beautiful. A lot of great riding. Yeah, and I just a shout out to Lawrence at Family Family um, Off-Road Adventures. Great job. Enjoyed it. But. Even as as much as they try to give you all the information, get you set up, have a great route, not everything goes right. Yeah, so, you know, so they tell you things like, hey, these are all two-way trails, there's going to be trucks, there's going to be hunters, and you're going to find a hunter on a blind turn on the wrong side of the road, blah, blah, blah. And, but I thought he did a really good job explaining you know, the expectations, what the hazards were, how to mitigate those hazards, mm. and he did a really good job with the GPS class. As, um, as long as they don't think you're a moving deer. Yeah, no, right? No, it yeah. was good, but, uh, but, but, but shout out to them. They, they did a good job with the class and everything else, but one thing I learned is a GPS unit is not as intuitive as you think it might be. Oh, no. Mm. It is not a cell phone. It's not like, hey, Google, send me here. It's something that uh, I won't get into the details, but it's more complicated than I realized. No kidding. <laughs> so we went to the tr- went to the class. Liza and I went through our handheld together, and we, we thought we had everything set right. I mean, most of the defaults were set correctly. So, um, But at the end of the thing, we realized, I, I, told, I said, I have no clue what's going on here. So, Jim, what brand was your GPS? It was a Garmin. Oh, Garmin. And it was okay. a 78, which is very similar to the operating system of, six, of a 64. Yeah. It's just a little more modern. Um, can, can I describe, um, from my point of view, what, what happened? Yeah. Oh, we're getting so, to it. Uh, let's get to it. All so right. we mm-hmm. weren't sure if we were on the right road. We somehow, we started out somewhere completely different, but we at, at one point ended up on a road we had been on the next day that was <laughs> in a different area. Going in circles. So we're like, where are we? We're not sure, but we're bombing down a hill. And Jim uh, starts to bomb up this hill, and I'm behind him coming up and i see him stop suddenly and fly off of his bike in a cloud of dust oh Oh, no shit jim what'd you do (laughs) 
I, I was just riding on the correct side of the trail. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a guy who had just hmm. come down the trail we were going up. Mm-hmm. And I was passing him, and I look, and I see this co- collision, and I just started shouting, head on, head on collision, head on. And he's like, what? And I pointed up, and I said, head on collision, run, because he was off his bike. And he goes, that's my wife. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. shit. You crashed into the guy's wife? Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Well, it was a doozy, so... Um, well, she crashed into you. Yeah, she crashed into me, so, you know, I, I, there, there's things to talk about around this and things to learn from it from a lot of different ways, but ultimately, she was on the wrong... You know, the trails are two ways, so mm. you know you go to Hollister and it says two-way trail? Yeah. Right? She was on the um, wrong side of the road, huh? So, yeah, she was... I was as far right as you could be because I was coming up to a blind right-hand turn, mm-hmm. so I'm all the way on the right. There's... if You know, further right was bushes and a tree, and I'm, I'm good into second gear at this point, so I'm moving pretty decent uphill and come around the blind turn and all i see is orange and a head oh and we pretty fuck. much we pretty was pretty much head to head bar to bar wheel to wheel oh, oh god so if you were going right on. she cut the apex yeah. right at the yeah. center oh, right 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 ouch and um yeah and it's you know so anyway i just you know, it was one of those things where I, it wasn't slow motion but i remember everything very clearly that happened a series of events after mm. that yeah. he became a ninja at this moment <laughs> yeah. yeah no i've been a ninja Ninja my whole life. I just got the shit. It's all that, it's all that working out now you're yeah. doing. Probably help yeah. you out a little bit, actually. With Real quick, feet. how wide was this trail? 10 feet, 12 feet. 10 okay. feet, 12 feet. Wow. 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 Motorcycles went so head this to is, head. Wow, this is definitely she a She totally took the apex the like you're on a we were off trail. route, so and we were like, coming up the road that the GPS was telling everyone to come down, and we happened to meet people as they were coming down. Yeah. But it is open to the public two-way trails. She was on the inside. How many people were all, all there involved at the end of this? Like, you, well, you then know? people started coming down the trail. Yeah. People started coming the other way. Tools are coming out. Things start happening. You know how it works in yeah. this community. Yeah. And the woman is just lying on the ground. Yeah. Jim has like ninja rolled, gotten up, gave me a thumbs up, and then threw his helmet down on the ground and ran away. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you know, I got He's like, up. shit, I got to pee. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, did I poop my pants? <laughs> no, no. It was just like the heat of the moment. I got up and I was like, I, I, a, I was like, I can stand. That's good. Right. Because it was legit head on. Like, like they well, hit helmets. Head to head. I mean, oh, your helmet was broken. Yeah, oh, but whoa, you, really? you yeah. know yourself, Jim, the, the adrenaline that you get yeah. right after an accident yeah. you mm. you can actually after a, a heavy accident you can be pretty functional and then suddenly, you know, maybe even yeah. half an hour later, it hits you hard. Yeah, I got an erection uh, after three minutes, so I was good to go. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Brandon, Brandon, I got a witness report from your hitting the uh, train crossing, and they said you stood up, you walked, and you sat down on the curb yourself. I don't even, remember that. I know, but, but your spine was all messed up, no. but the adrenaline let you do that, yeah. even though your spine wait, should wait, not allow you. Stood up and walked. You walked and you sat down on the curb so and you waited. That's adrenaline. I sat. So Jim, yeah. yep. before you we go any further. What? I mean, are you okay? The bike's mate? fine. The no. bike is fine. <laughs> well, but are you okay, mate? Yeah, I think so. I'll let you know. Like I told, I'll let you know in the morning. You know, but the big the big thing is you can stand. 
You're like, I'm standing, so it, yeah. at least mm-hmm. I'm not laying on the ground. And you have a, so, you think you have a possible concussion or something? Or what? I, pro- I think so, because like we were a like really just little one? things. I was I, like been forgetting stuff, and oh, okay. and like yeah, we, were, yeah. we were taking some notes for the show, uh, and on the way home, and I would forget that's all. Um, um, so I really want to know where he ran, though. So. And just so you know, the damage to the bike. So myself and some other people started pulling the bikes up because uh-huh. more people are coming down. We needed to create a path for people to go. Um, Jim's bike, um, it ended up with a bent rim, but it was mm-hmm. rideable. Was okay. function. Mm-hmm. Her bike, it wouldn't move. We found out that her rotor was bent. Whoa. So ah. it was rim to rotor. Mm-hmm. And so a guy appeared with a toolkit, and I told someone to go get the duct tape out of my bike, which, you know, I'm like... You know, should I bring duct tape? I have no idea what I would use it for. Always mm-hmm. bring duct tape. But I brought Always. duct tape. Yep. And we took her caliper off and taped it to the fork leg so okay. that the wheel could turn because it had a bent ah. rotor. And so people were assessing her. And I was I rode her bike coming down to assess it. Jim was being assessed. The bike. So everybody. Well, I, I was watching traffic because nobody was watching traffic coming up the hill. Yeah, so I so, walked up the hill to slow people down. Everyone seemed to be okay. We left. Jim continued the ride to our lunch stop. I started with a wheelie right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. I'm still alive, bitch. Which, unfortunately, <laughs> after lunch, we discovered his tire was flat. Ooh, yeah, yeah, not surprised. So we don't know how long he <laughs> rode on a flat rotor. tire. I got to feel I rode on a flat tire pretty much the whole way back down. Okay. Um, but it, but it was pretty it was pretty traumatic to I, see this head on collision. Yeah, it's a literal head on. Like it was literally head on. And she was yeah. she's bruised on her side. She was really in shock. Yeah, right. I mean, well, it's funny. Liza's this like this sack of potatoes came at her because <laughs> <laughs> like there's like a scattering of shit all over the trail and. Liza's like, you're fine, just relax. And she's like, I don't feel fine. <laughs> yeah. I just let you know she didn't have to move. She didn't have to worry yeah. about traffic. We're, mm-hmm. We got the scene you know, under control. So yeah. um, um, was, was she caught it off in, uh, or did she make no, it off? No, the, we were Any in the backcountry. No, we were we in the helicopter. We were on the top of a mountain. She had to ride her bike off of that mountain. Holy wow. hell, with I mean, no front brake. No, you could no, have called for help. I don't matter, know, if, but... Oh. But they were rideable, and she had a rear brake, so they keep it gangster. They, they <laughs> actually you yeah, have to do that. They yeah. got out of there. It seems like if it was any worse than that, they would have strapped her to the back of another rider and had yeah, to ride. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Can we plug Calstar? What is it? Fifty dollars a year? A little like sixty-five now. Six, okay. But, but you um, know, well, one, one thing I'll say, and like what was really important, be- and riding to the hospital—that's <gasps> unbelievable. Mm. Um, is, is um, you know, is she knew she was kind of in the wrong, right? That she was on the wrong side of the trail mm-hmm. on a blind turn, and and she was like, "Hey, are you okay?" And you know, "Oh, is your bike okay?" So I was really cool that she was like, "Hey, I," you know, she was yeah. checking in too and realized that she had, you know, she had made a mistake. I think there's 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 things to talk about. There's there's blame to share, and I was like, you know, I'm fine. You're fine. Don't like, no, the bike. Man, you Who gives a fuck? Me. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, was something that was important to me was sure. was that it it didn't stop her from keeping to do this stuff. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? Because mm-hmm. I could tell she was a newer writer. Mm. Um, there was only three women on this trip. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, and you could see that, like, really, like, 
being like, I'm not going to ride motorcycles anymore. And I was, I was like, at the end, I was, I'm like, hey, it's all good, no big deal. Some plastic broke. Who cares? Um, but I really hope it doesn't stop her from riding motorcycles in the future. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. one of those yeah. top ten crashes or something. Yeah, it was fucking. Dude, I, somebody might have got it on video. One dude was yeah. like, I think Ooh. I got it on video. Wow. So, so big shout out to Family Off Road Adventures. If you want to check them out, they do. Again, they do these Yosemite adventures, and it was only. Like it's cheap, a little over hundred bucks. Like a hundred, hundred fifty bucks, I think. But they do a great job. They have great they food. It, uh, they're very communicative. They tell you what you need to know. You know, do it. This is what you have to do. There's mm-hmm. a great, got a couple of barbecues, so, uh, a fun raffle, good time. Speaking of which, so all here's the thing though. When we did this, we had to truck our bikes there, so we had time in the car to think about things. Yeah. And you know, there's something that. Um, I think I think everybody has this. So, has everybody here has bought a helmet? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. you know what comes with that helmet? A helmet bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does anybody use that helmet bag on their helmet? I do. Yeah, I do. sometimes. Do you? I've amassed a collection of them here. <laughs> People have donated them. Liza, you use it for the welding helmet. That's all you use it for. I do. I keep my welding helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's actually what I do with I mine, know, too. I know. But we thought of a top 20 list of things you can use your helmet bags for. And we're going to share it with you in Letterman style here. Let's start, Jim. What is number 20? On the list. Well, I'm going to add number 21 is a welding helmet because we didn't have that one on yeah, there. Yeah, so all right. Right. That's a good one. Protection. Oh, yeah. So number 20. Brr, number 20 is a hat. Yeah. Fashionable like a beret. <laughs> Very nice. So, wow. Number nineteen. That's not fashionable. Well, you know, when I was riding cross country, I got bad gas. If I had only used a Bino. helmet uh, cover to put over the gas nozzle, <laughs> a gas nozzle to filter, condom. to filter <laughs> oh, the gas. No, I thought when you said you'd got bad gas, I thought you were sitting in the truck and Jim's like, "What the Bino. hell is that ass <laughs> smell?" So number nineteen Bino. is a gas pump filter. Okay, very good. Number, what? Number eighteen. Yes. Foraging, yeah. As you're if going you around, carry a helmet bag with you, and if you've seen some nice blackberry bushes, nuts you can and berries, forage, and apple, apple orange, and put the fruit in your bag. Nuts or, and berries and ro- roadkill and roadkill. So, yeah, number, oh my number God. seventeen. How many people, when you travel, where do you put your dirty like socks and underwear? Oh, helmet bag. Helmet bag. I like it. I think that's like the first serious real use of that. That's not bad. (laughs) Uh, Good idea, right? Number 16. Uh, If you go camping, you always need a pillow. Yeah. Put a sweatshirt in there. Stuff in there. Make a pillow. Sleep yeah. on your old socks. Put, mm. your, put your dirty <laughs> under there. Make a pillow. Exactly. Okay. Very good. Oh, number 15. Yes. Put some rocks in there. You've got a weapon. <laughs> some batteries. You can sling that thing around your head. A moto sling. That's right. right. Number 14. Yeah, this speaks to me. Emergency underwear. <laughs> Cut a couple of holes in it, pull it right up. It's got the drawstring. Is it Maybe a modular a bag? <laughs> Josh, are you going to cut dick holes in it? <laughs> oh, God. Number 13, I think they make wonderful cheese sacks. <laughs> what? What? You got to carry your cheese what? in something. Yeah. Jesus, that just like what? a bag. Car- what are you talking about? It's like a regular about bag. Are you talking cheese. like a cheese wheel? To put your cheese in. Okay. Carry your cheese around oh a cheese sack. Or even okay. a wedge. All right. You should always take your cheese. I know. Number, for Christmas. Number 12. 
Oh, a bear bag for camping. Yes. If you ever go camping in the Sierras, you got yes. bears, and you got to put your food in a bag and chuck it over a branch. Mm. It would actually work good. I think that's a very good use, actually. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jim, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let you have the best no. luck with that one. Jim, I'm going to let you take number 11. Oh, yeah, number 11. I, I see Jim balls. Yes. Jim Jesus. can put his balls in them. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jim balls. I don't know why people use tube socks. Helmet bags seem much better. Yeah. Can we just fast forward? Please. Number 10, reusable <laughs> shopping bags, right? That's, oh, yeah. That's actually what I use a lot. reasonable. I do. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. If that's you, just like a bag. You're just if, using a regular bag. If yeah. you, no, it's fantastic. With a carabiner, it's yeah. a backpack. And so you went out of space and you just. And throw you know, it on, these days easy. in California, if you go to Whole Foods yeah. without your own bag, you know, hippies scowl at you. There you oh, go. Oh, man, you're in you trouble. Ten cents you're in trouble. Jim, number nine. I'll fight him. Number nine is a rag separator. Yes. Oily rags. I do have a bag of rags. Put your oily rags in there, right? Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, number eight, stash bag. How many times <laughs> do you see on cops somebody gets busted and they Michael. go check in your pockets? Yeah, you can put, you put your, your stash in, it, man. in a helmet bag. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number if seven. If you got enough weed to fill a damn helmet bag, <laughs> right. you're going to need more than a damn helmet bag. We're into the top ten. Number seven. Uh, kidnapping. That's all we'll say about that. Okay. Ah, Moving that on. works well. For pumpkins. Ooh, ooh, Does this rag smell course. like chloroform to you? Number, number <laughs> six. You know, a lot of bikes come with those tool tubes. It's like a PVC tube you mm-hmm. can mount to your ADV bike. Yeah. How do you fish everything out? You put it in a helmet bag, I drop actually, it down. Ah, now you've got a cord to pull in yours. So I did nice. actually do that on my trip to Seattle. Nice. Number five. Uh, is a fire starter, because after you use it to filter <laughs> your fuel, you can light it and make a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've been keeping your weed in it. <laughs> it's Ooh, great. This is a good fire. one. Number four, gimp mask. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh. Yeah, there's oh, some, oh, there is something for everyone. Number three, Jim. <laughs> Number three is actually a good use, we find, is a, st- a, a strap pad. A strap pad. So you, know, you yeah. throw your bike, you strap your back, your bike in, and you got it. I used this the, on my KLR when uh, I had the, yeah. the straps. It was yeah. touching the bodywork, so I put helmet bags mm-hmm. in there yeah. as a pad, and then kept it from getting scratched up. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which just goes in line with number two. I also have a helmet bag. I put all of my straps in in to keep in my car. Mm-hmm. If number one is put your helmet in it, I swear to God. So now <laughs> we are up. Number one to is dildo. Number one, <laughs> the number one use for extra helmet bags is knock. Will you do us the favor of reading at the bottom? Uh, this, oh, drum roll. Good. this involves me. A cum rag. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I was close. I was close. <laughs> I just used my sock, man. <laughs> yeah, but this has a drawstring. It's even better. And you know, <laughs> I, I won't even have to like take it off my penis. Just leave I, it on there. And bleh, moving along. So there you go. I think there's a lot of good uses and, for those helmets. That is the worst list ever. And you know what? There is one more use for it. Is as a bag to put all your other fucking helmet bags <laughs> in. <laughs> That's. The, I used to do that at the I shop. Actually, yeah, I know. No, I mean, at the shop, we've got helmet bags with like a hundred helmet bags in Did them. we not say that they're great for polishing 
visors and oh, helmets. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know what's it's really That's good for, too? That's what the material is for. Polishing knobs. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. And if anybody... You can polish the head. If anybody here <laughs> needs any it. extra, uh, we've got a box of donated stuff that has a bunch more. Yeah, can bags. I have some cum rags, please? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what those bags are good for? Putting your dignity in it after listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> d- d- My goodness. When I, got, uh, when I got free dirt bike boots from here, I took them home in helmet bags and put one in each b- mm. helmet bag there you and just go. like put them That over. was another one we thought of yeah. we didn't write down for to put your boots in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It worked. It's they work like as generic bag. bags. Whoa. <laughs> 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 so Emma. Charlie's like, why are we talking about bags? They're are bags. We, uh, <laughs> Use them as a, a bag. Do we have a game? <laughs> Is it game, game time? Well, you know, we could do a game. How are we doing for time? We're good. We're good for Let's just go for another 10, 15 minutes and okay. then we'll call it. We're great. Hmm. Um, I I had a list. You Wait, J- a Jim's list. gotta go. He, right. he, don't fall asleep, Jim. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, don't go. Well, to sleep. like the guys today are telling me the story about. Yeah, we had new guys that were two people in the exact same kind of accident. They were fine, and they got home. Little did they know Where's they had ruptured spleens and blood to death. I'm like, oh, All right. I have I been there. Back. You don't you know until you're right. about to die. That's what I've I had a ruptured uh, spleen on the operating table. The doctors didn't even know until uh, one of the interns was just ultrasounding me, and then the intern is like, "Oh, hey, there's a big bag of fluid here." All yeah. right, Bex, keep poking him in the head so, so he doesn't fall asleep. <laughs> Thank you for that story. All right, man. Thanks a lot. And I hope you're not too sore. Tomorrow. All right, Jim. If you fall asleep, call us. We'll call 911 for you. <laughs> oh goodness so right. we are, can, can I give a, a real quick um, oh. like shout out no. to Carmel coming here saying hi um, and telling me the story that I've been in mystery actually with uh, one of our fans here Jess Drew from Main Writers on ADV Writer and I just want to let you know that there was a very long awkward hug from you courtesy of Carmel Cheers. Yeah, I, think, I, I heard that and conversation. I think you have a stalker. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do? Do you want to do the game, or do you want to do emails? You know what? Let's. I was. I'm a little worried. I got for one time. email queued up. So let's go straight into emails because you know. I think we, we can save this game for next week. We're going to save this game for next. It's been right. an action-packed show so far. Oh, this is a cliffhanger for everybody. Game next weekend. Let's oh yeah. Tune in. What is it? Yeah. It's tiddlywinks. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> this one's called uh, "Great Podcast." Helmet Law sucks. Oh yeah, that's our friend Gary. Hey Gary, this is in regards to I guess the uh, conversation we had about helmet laws and other business. <laughs> All right, so here goes. Uh, hey guys, oh geez, I'm using this for my phone, so it's kind of hard. Okay, hey guys, great podcast, really enjoying it. You guys have something really special going on. Next time I'm in California, I'll do my bestest to drop by. Yes, please do come and hang out. Uh, the reason for my email is the helmet law and the social contract shit you guys have been talking about in the last few podcasts. So here's my take. If you don't want to be a burden to the government funded healthcare system, then you should drive a fucking Volvo. (laughs) Or take take the bus. Uh, As soon as you throw a leg over the bike, you're already taking much bigger risks than most of the population. And a helmet... Mm isn't going to make much of a difference anyway. <laughs> Just to be clear, anyone that doesn't wear a helmet on a bike is an idiot. No question there. But a criminal? That doesn't sound right to me. Anyone that smokes a cigarette is an idiot. Anyone that doesn't get their kids vaccinated is an idiot. 
<laughs> but there are no laws against those things. So for anyone that uses social contract argument, I'd ask them, do you ever break the speed limit? Do you ever ride after two beers? Where is your fucking social contract now? Huh? Uh, most of us have grown in a world where accepted wisdom is that helmet law is good. It keeps people safe. But what we forget is that helmet laws were enacted in the 70s by a bunch of people. Never, uh, they've never ever seen a bike up close. What the fuck do they know? If I ride without a helmet, that should be my choice. I'm not putting anyone else in danger, so the government should keep out of my business. If I ride without a helmet, then I'm an idiot. To be honest, riding without a helmet probably wouldn't make the top five list of stupid things I've done on a bike. And I'd be surprised you guys didn't say the same. Anyway, thanks for letting me get it off my chest. Uh, and he also has a technical question here. Uh, technical question of my Z, 1979 Z650. That's a Z650, darling. Yes, it is, darling. But I need to, <laughs> but I need to send you a photo of it, so I'll need to send it. Okay, so in his garage right now, he has a 1990 Vespa P125. Hey, hey. The Z I mentioned. Uh, a 2008 Honda NT700V that I use mostly for commuting. Uh, and he says, uh, he's asking, is that a good spirit enough to make him a misfit? And I, I'd say, oh, no, you're a misfit already, yeah, darling. Yeah, you got a scooter get, and a Honda. Yeah, and, get yeah. rid of the scooter. Those things are <laughs> oh, <laughs> nerd wagons. Yeah. Uh. Keep up the great work, and uh, now you're on my bucket uh, list I've added to go to Santa Cruz and meet you guys. Cheers from Gary. Cheers, Gary. Yeah, sorry if that letter was read horribly because I was on my phone here. I'm trying and to zoom in. Know, I think you did a good job. Very, oh. very valid points all. You know, this whole helmet law thing, it's an incredibly complicated argument. There are no easy answers to it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we're going to be debating this Ad infinitum. There are states where you don't have to wear a helmet. There are states where you do have to wear a helmet. Yeah. I mean... (sighs) Yeah, but my argument is the the state of things should be that you want to wear a helmet. In a perfect world, we have the choice, but I believe if you're forced to wear it earlier on in your riding, that you're going to be more inclined to want to right. wear it. I agree. Considering that uh, you know operating vehicles as a privilege is not so much a right mm-hmm. that changes yeah. things, I'd imagine. I, mean, I don't I'm, know how that parlays in the whole situation. I'm, I'm old enough to remember people riding extensively without a helmet, mm. and I'm old enough to remember some of the just the horrendous, oh yeah, life-changing injuries people suffered because of it. Red but, asphalt, you know. But that's that's true of you know any injury you sustain on a motorbike. Yeah. I mean, Brandon sitting next to me here, you can slice it and dice it mm-hmm. any way you want. He is an extremely lucky young man. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's you. I mean, you've had a massive injury. Mm-hmm. You could but have been the part fact of, that. of the matter is, you are still very much Brandon. Yeah. And you're still going to swing a leg over a motorcycle and race it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have been part of that closing gate arm if you didn't have your shit. You know, you have your gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, no. So. No. That probably would have gone. I mean, it cracked my. You saw my helmet. Do you think that could have gone through my skull? Oh, easily. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a helmet, there is absolutely no doubt you would not be sitting here talking to us. Totally. But... I think I know how to prove... But... but, I think I know how to prove this, how we can get accurate statistics. Every year at Sturgis, they have a certain amount of deaths. Mm -hmm. I think if next year they make... Let's say everyone wears a helmet, 
And if those deaths go down by yeah. more than double, I think we've proven the point. Mm. Good so luck let's see that. if we can get that to happen. <laughs> you start that campaign, Liza. Yeah. Well, you know, like as a as a guy who rides a motorcycle and does dumb, stupid shit on bikes, I get the argument for and against. I really do. Yep. And uh, like I say, it's a complex yeah. argument. There are no easy answers to it. No. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've really got nothing to add either than yeah. that, Mike. You got an idea on this? What do you think, man? Well, you we had know, a discussion about so this a little bit. We did, we did, and I'm a I'm a kind of a literalist, and so yeah. when you start throwing out things like the social contract, I go back, you know, and I and I, I'm a history teacher for those that don't know, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I I really think about John Locke and I think about the social contract theory, and so when you start applying that to the minute of laws that we have to deal with in a, in a society. I mean, I, I understand the connection, yeah. but it's a little hyperbolic, um, if I'm really honest. I mean, we do live in a society, and whether it's a law or not, every single society, even those societies that existed prior to John Locke and the social contract theory, there were norms within those societies. Yeah. And those were norms that, were, that existed within that society for the betterment of the entire group. And I think... You know, particularly in California, maybe uh, we tend to get a little overzealous with our legislation without question. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, wearing a helmet on a motorcycle, particularly now when motorcycles go faster than, you know, ever before. uh, I think that the social norm of wearing a helmet, whether legislated or not, I mean, if you decide to break that, you are impacting, you are asking the the society to carry the burden of your lifeless corpse if we're lucky yeah. uh, your vegetableized corpse if we're unlucky and the yeah. and and manage the expense of that you're asking not only your family and friends and peers but also the 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 medical system whether privatized or not mm. to to manage that that care um you know so <sighs> Can I, can I marry you right now? I'd like to point something out we haven't made the point of. Yes, we have <clears throat> the helmet law. We're required to wear helmets. Are we required to wear a full-face helmet? No. No, no. Are we required to wear at least a three-quarter helmet? No. No. So what's the point of the law? We have the choice of any of the styles of helmet. Yet most of us wear uh, you know, full face helmets. Right, but right, right. I, I think that the so, people that are against helmet laws would ask, you know, uh, you know, what it, color are the bars on your prison? If, you know? if, <laughs> right, right. If there's a helmet law, I think people, if you want to wear a happy helmet, go right ahead, and that's what they do. People who don't want to be as protected wear a happy helmet. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that compromise. You have a freedom of choice of which helmet to wear. Right, and I'm okay with that. The yardstick I've always used is. As a rider who's been riding bikes like you, Liza, for over 40 years, if I chose not to wear a helmet for the rest of my riding career, the chances are I'd be okay. However, if I actively pursued repealing the helmet law and then found out that a novice rider hurt themselves because they weren't wearing a helmet on their first day out of riding a bike, I would have a real problem with that on my conscience. Um, and, and in closing, I just want to say, I mean, I think every state should have the helmet law, except for Ohio, because when we go to vintage days, we don't want to wear one. Nobody <laughs> wants to wear a helmet on vintage so days. So selfish. You were talking about so when we ride to dinner. <laughs> right. I know. Oh, cool. shit. Well, hey, and I wanted to thank you guys for all 
running the shop today. Oh, it was and, great. Yeah, I showed up early. Charlie and Micah were there. I was like, oh, was I my late, super late? <laughs> no. No, you were It was like 11.03 or something. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate being able to go and do events like this and know that you guys are going to keep things moving. Yeah, Emma was a fucking rock star just delegating tasks at the garage mm-hmm. date. I was yelling at people. Was I'm never people. happier than yelling at people. And we had yeah, visitors and we had, you know, oh, regular stuff. Oh, can we say hi to the visitors yeah, that for we sure. had? Yeah, yeah. Um, we John came by from Hollister on hey, his John. awesome CB1100. Oh, right, yes, he said, I think he said he was going to come. Sexy yeah, as he hell. is a was cool. that the sheet metal mm-hmm. fairing? Yeah. One? yeah. Oh my gosh, that Wasn't was that so cool. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had Patrick come over, and Patrick has got the coolest dreads. He's a dready mm. man. We also had an old friend swing by, Eason, from yeah. the old days, and um, mm-hmm. three guys from the East Coast. Yeah, Dog Nation Motors apparently are on a kind of like a stateside ride to see what the yeah, hell's going on. Yeah, cool. you know, when mm-hmm. they came, they're listeners to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, hey, guys. You know, I'm ashamed to say when they showed up, I was napping on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but they were super chill. They were looking for a campsite, and I kind of directed them to uh, the Coa one up north by uh, Highway 1. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. a fella needed some screws too. We had him a couple screws or bolts or whatever for but his you know it's great it's great when people come and visit the garage and it they all say the same thing it's like we know you even before we've met it's like you're right we are underwhelmed yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, is this it <laughs> this is it I would say you're when, the when, misfits when visitors come the first like 20 minutes is really disappointing yeah. <laughs> and then they they start like yeah. getting into stuff and then they have a blast yeah. but the first 20 minutes that you can see him looking around like this is it it's like you guys you have another 30 minutes of this so just kind of put some effort to be fun you know we're imagining (laughs) a palace of a garage and this is like a shed oh no (laughs) so (laughs) it's getting late we got a late start big house today charlie looks like he's falling asleep and i've been looking at his camel toe for the last 20 minutes (laughs) oh god (laughs) he's a very flattering pants why must you vocalize these thoughts (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't had her night banana yet yeah (laughs) i needed a night banana so bad you know before we close for the night, I do want to do an update on Women Rider oh, yes. World Relay. I'm, I'm calling it Rrrr. Rrrr. Bloody seventy-eight countries. It's grown. How many so members? Big. Over seven thousand. So cool! Such wow. a cool group to be a part of. It's f- it's an absolutely fantastic group. Somehow. By a quirk of fate, myself and Liza have become administrators of the group. <laughs> um, we're busy delegating moderators right now. Mm. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. I would like to say that tapes. right now, I am going to approve a new member to the group. Hi, Tori in British Columbia. Hey, Mazel tov. Beauty. There you go. And that's in and real time. we are 7,671 members wow. in Damn. a couple. Three weeks. Three There's that many weeks. women? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Looking in the wrong places then. But it's it's big. If you're not a part of it, uh, get Become on the women, women Riders World Relay. Also, we are looking for some a few people to help be moderators yeah. because we've got so much that we're trying to coordinate. Yeah. Um, we need some help. Yeah, so watch if you're out. interested, shoot us uh, an email. You guys it's watch out. Message. Oh, sorry. Good. Uh, yeah. Start watch out for those Nigerian princes who uh, you know have their money stuck in a bank somewhere. Oh, so. and the, the, but the cool thing too is also as as admins we get 
to approve people. And we're seeing these countries come through. Like yeah. uh, a few days ago, uh, Hungary was a ah, like a bunch. Nice. And Dope. right now, I'm seeing Chile coming through because we didn't have a lot in South America. And you see it Wait, spreading. Also, guys, Malaysia, Indonesia, I saw a whole wave of those Are you come guys through. doing like the Western... I'm, like we're, Eastern Hemisphere kind of thing? We are, people are signing up, and then we are going to create the route based upon where right. the most people are. And, wow. you know, Damn, the, um, wow. the, the girls who are just blowing me out of the water right now, the mm. Indian girls, yeah. and yeah. They're, they're, they're all on their, those Royal Enfield bullets and mm-hmm. the Thunderbirds they're riding absolutely fantastic and blown out of the water. Yeah, it's And they're so, all so young. Yeah. yeah, it's so amazing to just scroll through my Facebook feed and like every other post that's coming up for me is just like, "Hi, I'm new to the group. I ride this, and I'm in yeah. blank." And it's so but cool to just see all these women doing amazing things. And not just that inspir- inspirational stories. There's a woman right who posted who had been in a motorcycle accident, double amputee, lost both of her legs, oh, no. still riding, got a trike, mm-hmm. continued nice. riding breast cancer double mastectomy is waiting to recover so she can get back on her trike keeping it real ladies absolutely and there's like brand new riders who are being a part of this too someone just comment or someone posted like I just passed my test and now I'm a part of this group and everyone is so loving and welcoming and supportive of each other the other thing is cool just tonight somebody posted um, hey just curious I know a lot of people stop riding once they have children and Mm. I see a lot of mothers posting pictures with their kids i'm curious to know you know did you take a break from riding and this is a question being asked to women around the globe Hmm. and it's starting these conversations and the biggest countries i mean south africa um, australia i mean it's crazy and it's really been fascinating to see all these different um cultures all sharing in something and sharing their opinions and 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 advice back and forth. Pretty cool. It's so, a big world. So guys. check it out, Women Writers World Relay. Join us on Facebook. We have a yeah. we have a website coming very very soon. And um, guys, you can't join us. the The uh, only way you can join us on Facebook is if you're a woman. If you either have a bike now, or you're aiming to get a bike, or you have an interest in a bike. Mm. And join. It's fantastic. It's it, it's easily, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll yeah. keep doing updates as they come. Cool. Rock on. Sounds awesome. So again, yeah. thank you guys for um, running everything. And yeah, big thanks to Patreon. Mail, huh? We've got some new subscribers, so that's really cool. We even had somebody, Emma, who asked if they could, if there was an extra spot for Asmus Emma, and I said, nope, not now. So, um... That's been full up, and uh, there's a waiting list now for people who want to get on us. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what, Liza? Nope. 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 We're not going to release nope. one spot? Nope. We, I don't want you to be overwhelmed. This is something that you're doing for the people for $10 a month. I don't want you to be overburdened, so we're keeping that, we're keeping that set to a small number. But... Thanks again for reaching out, and we'll find yeah, other ways to reward you. Yeah, you know, it's... It, you Our Patreon subscribers, I can't tell you how much we're thankful. You know, it's ass kissy time because without <laughs> you, there would be no misfits. Mm-hmm. This uh, is the week I stopped listening to NPR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we're ready to get. Do you, you want to take us out? Uh, where are we going? 
We're going home, darling. Ah! <laughs> Third star to the right. <laughs> okay, yeah, so where are we going after this? All right, guys. Hey, that's our show. Thanks for listening and uh, putting up with our bullshit Yeah, thank for a you bit. for wasting two hours of your <laughs> lifetime listening to this um, drivel. Thanks for Liza for handing me the keys to the garage once again and Miss Emma for letting me kind of sort of yell at people a little bit, too. Cool. That's yeah. Cool. yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again. This is Liza. This is Doc. Bagel. Emma, darling. Brandon. Charlie. Micah. Little Mac bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we say it, Knock. Say it, Knock. We out of here. Cool, cool. cool. cool.